Matt's fucking late. Again. Nah, not really. Eight minutes, man. It's been over eight minutes. That is tantamount to stealing. No, uh, not really. That's my lifetime that I will never get back waiting on your ass. You were sitting with your wife. What else would you have been doing? Sitting with my wife. Okay, so. Actually, <laughs> let's just quit fucking doing this. I'd rather hang out with my wife than you anyway. Everybody would rather hang out with their own wives than hang out with me, I'd hope. Or else that's a pretty shitty marriage. I would rather hang out with the fucking hobo that sometimes walks around my neighborhood begging for food from the Catholics than you. That's me, you know. Oh, God damn it. This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, uh, less repressed, and I think there's less need for... Cinema PsyOps. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PsyOps. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. Sitting across from me in the studio, eight fucking minutes late, and apparently the neighborhood fucking hobo, it's Matt. I thought that would have been known by now. Wait, you said like two things that shouldn't be surprising to you anymore. Why hang around my neighborhood though? Are we just more generous here than where you actually live? No, you know, I, it's not that I hang around your neighborhood all the time. It's one week this day. You can't overstay your welcome in the neighborhood or else people stop giving you shit. I should have just introduced you as the guy begging on every median strip in Omaha. That's, that's right. Have you seen the signs for that yet? No. Do not occupy median. Uh, <laughs> I like it already. No occupying median. Do not stand mm. on median. Basically like, it is now a crime to stand here. Look good. Go beg for your change elsewhere. Exactly. That's what it's all about. I swear I thought so when I saw so we get out of a Lexus, they go stand on that one of those corners. That's the thing about the people that beg at those specific areas. They're usually not people who are really in need. No, they're just looking they're, for a little extra cash and they have no shame. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are like that. I mean, there's, there's tons of stories that happen like that. Imagine, imagine what you could get done if you didn't have any shame. You could be our president right now. If you had no shame in the world, the sky's the fucking limit. You could get away with laundering money for like years, decades even. Yeah. You could start with your own parents' fortune. I know. And just like launder that money for decades and keep I rolling it over. I already said you could be our president. 
president and already. taxes. <laughs> right, right. I yeah. mean, it's all him. No, Grab was... pussies. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. We're not going to go into that particular direction as far as consent and all of that goes because there's been plenty of arguments about what is and isn't and all sorts of other shit that we're just not even going to bother on this show. Right. Safe to say that our film tonight, Black Candles, has a lot of moments of what are clearly not consensual sex. A lot? A lot. I didn't I didn't see a lot. No, I definitely saw one, but mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot. There's plenty of spots where someone has slipped a Mickey before sexual stuff starts happening. Uh... There's a lot of aphrodisiac drinks that are being poured down people's gullets. Yeah, you know, starting to think about it. That actually removes all consent from right there. Yeah, there's a lot of cosbian going on out there. Yeah, this film through that context of viewing it backwards to see what it's like now because I'm sure an aphrodisiac when someone knows that that's what's going to be given to them. And I'm sure we'll get into it, but I I feel like at least one person then throughout this whole movie, there is no consent but I think the rest kind of gave up that consent and now ingest it willingly. Or they're just so damaged they've stopped fighting at that point? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. If I were an actual Satanist, this film, Black Handles, would be very offensive to me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, do, you, do you think they ever covered this? Like, Kiss the Goat? I don't know if they did or they didn't, but yeah. this film is very clearly a smear campaign. Oh, and against it's just Satanism. Right, and yeah. it's just right there in the fucking face of the Satanic panic that was going on at the time. Big time. Everything that, like, was ever supposed to be taught to you about how satanic cults worked when they were trying to scare you to God Uh in the Christian church, particularly the one that I was raised in. Yeah. The Nazarene fucking propaganda that got dumped down my throat as a teenager about satanic cults, Mm -hmm. it's all in this film. Nice. Whether they did that intentionally because that's just what they thought satanic cults were going to be like. One of the things they told you about joining satanic cults is you're just going to be banging a lot of people? Yeah. They they did that as like a deterrent. And I'm like, that that sounds like an awesome thing. Wait, wait, wait. Who are they trying to deter? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently people that are like really prudish like them. I yeah, don't know. I guess, man. Yeah. If you would have told me, hey, come over to the dark side. We have lots of sex. I would have been like, all right. We're having constant orgies over here. Okay. Clip, <laughs> probably. I mean. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that happened in the film, and I'll try and bring them up and we'll broach the subject when it's there. But um, given all of the talk that's been going on about survivors of sexual assault, yeah, what actually constitutes consent versus what constitutes sexual assault, and all of those different things that have been in the public eye mm-hmm. was not planned for this film to be a part of that. I don't know how this ends up working. I planned out this schedule and I just laid out yeah. a bunch of movies like, what, 12 fucking weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, this is a long-ass time ago. This is, like, <laughs> before summer really kicked into gear. Yeah, that I laid this all yeah. out. Like, before the end of year three, I was like, okay, this is how we're going to be doing year four, and here's the movies, here's all the stuff in the drive, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I get you know, we probably should also say trigger warning. This episode could be one. Yeah, there's that, and there's a lot of, I mean, just, if you're, if you're grossed out by all sorts of weird, twisted sexual stuff, Yeah. I mean, it's there. It's not even as twisted as you might think really not for today's standards but the incest yeah oh the goat fucking well that yeah yeah the, the goat fucking i i was that was the one big thing i was like that's gonna it's a thing yeah that is a <laughs> thank thing. you david is definitely a thing. thank you that is a thing
thing. People apparently do that. Yeah, we really got to get into this movie because there's some weird ass shit. And I see also, you over there. You're like almost biting your tongue. You're like, I don't want to talk about anything else but the weird shit that's in this movie. And also, I really want to forget this. How hard was it to do notes? Because I think boobs had twice as much screen time as words. Um, clips were actually relatively easy to do. I only yeah. have 10 for the whole night. Yeah. For the entirety of the film. And that's the entirety of all the dialogue in the film. If someone was clips. talking about something, chances are it's a clip. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of words in this, and it's not a long movie. Well, since we're not really mincing words about it, uh, dude, this is a softcore porn is this what is, this film is. This is definitely softcore porn. With like a light European sexual like satanic sexual cult plot yeah. line thrown over top of it yeah so yeah all right so now we may not be showing the hardcore penetration but we're going to penetrate deeply into this film's plot with consent with consent there's no fucking trailer so we'll no just... you're blowing my mind that there's no trailer for this particular film well how do you sell it uh, satanic you... sex yeah <laughs> you like boobs here we're gonna be all up in this film loving it strong after we take a little break here we're gonna play a promo for a podcast that really wishes they were not equated to the weird sexual stuff going on in Black Candles. Yeah, were they like, God damn, could we have gotten a different movie for a review? <laughs> we're going to have a little bit of music befitting of Black Candles. What, Hail Satan? Kind of. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll penetrate deep into that film. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real life addictions or the Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, guys. Oh, oh hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael uh, hi. Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Satan, baby, Satan. Look out, honey, it's a big black witchcraft rock. Hey, hey, baby, it's a big black witchcraft rock. No one round here gonna make me stop. Supermodel head on. The chopping block, I said, I look out, baby, the big black witchcraft rock. Let's rock. Not sure what all the activities that he's talking about there have to do with uh, black witchcraft yeah. rock. Why do you have to be racist why's, about it? Yeah, why's it got to be black witchcraft? Yeah. Why can't it just be like, you know. What do you mean, you witchcraft? 
<laughs> I don't think he said that at all in the lyrics in the song. He said it. He implied it. Yeah. Racist. So, so with a lack of a trailer, we're just going to kind of... Just delve right in? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, we're not going to dive right in. Oh. We're going to be gentlemen. Oh, we're going to... We're, we're going to lube it up and move in inch we're... by inch on black handles. <laughs> uh, the gentleman. In, in your case, it's going to be inch and then you're all the way in. Oh. <laughs> just the tip for me. And uh... It's micro penis time. That's right. <laughs> So the film opens up on a heavily sweatered young woman. That thing was ridiculous. That sweater enters a room five miles before she does. It was so big around and draped down those, so far. It was so late 70s, early 80s. Those are early 70s, man. That was That's the 70s, early 80s choice of fashion. Do you remember those huge ass oversized sweaters? Yeah. And then like they did that with like leggings. It's almost looked like the person underneath it had like uh, 24 inch pythons like Hulk Hogan. I know. Oh, Only they, misshapen and they, squishy. Then they would put shoulder pads in those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, man. It was just fucking terrible and so unflattering. It had to how make did, you look buff. How did any kids get made in this time frame with those kind of clothes? Because eventually the clothes came off and that everyone knew no one looked like that underneath. <laughs> <laughs> it made it so it was even like, you know, you're wrapping a gift and like the person who gave you a gift is being a cheeky little asshole and they uh, like put a smaller gift inside a bigger box and you're like, oh, that's really surprised me. That's that. I like it when all my gifts come in a box. <laughs> I would also like to phrase that my gift is often coming in a box. <laughs> Do you keep the box? Uh, it depends upon whether or not I had to kill her. Oh, <laughs> what's in the box? <laughs> No, I meant like Ed Gein style, where you just uh, take it oh, out and yeah. carry it with you. Oh, there you go. Go to UPS store. <laughs> Necrophiliacs, the inventor of the real pocket pussy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if I should take all that out or not. I don't no, know. you shouldn't. Yeah. Keep it in. Ride this wave. <laughs> Nobody listens to this goddamn show anymore. Ride the wave matter. of inappropriateness. Fuck it. All right, so the very heavily sweatered young woman is strolling through a forested area while being watched by a middle-aged lech of a motherfucker from a window across the way in a house. That motherfucker, he had balded like fucking 10,000 years before this scene. Hi, Pot. This is the kettle. Just wanted to call and tell you how black you are. Shut the fuck up. I have more hair than that asshole did, and I look younger, and I'm much more hip. Eh. Shut up. Eh. And with it. I'm much more hip and with it. <laughs> you were never with it, and now whatever it is scares you. <laughs> it does, actually. <laughs> they cut away from that lecherous-looking motherfucker to photos of said lecherous-looking motherfucker, and a rather fetching young woman with red hair it appears in the photo. Uh-huh. The camera pans off of these photos in bed with the young woman laying there with the lecherous motherfucker. They're in the bed together and it looks like it is either post or pre-coitus I can't tell. I believe this would be pre-coitus. I would certainly hope so because the male crotch is not the place a young lady would like to place her hair post-coitus. No. Unless you like that kind of gunk in your junk. Listen man, we're not here to judge everyone else's sex life. They're gonna do what they're gonna do. As long as they're not hurting anybody, everything's okay. I mean, if you lay your head in a male's crotch with your hair flowing out on top of it after sex like that. Isn't that ticklish too a little bit? It's pretty much like clean up on aisle number nine. You're just mopping up all the stuff for Don't you feel like you're getting hair everywhere at the same time? I haven't had hair since before I started having sex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then. It was last week. No. I lost my virginity last (laughs) Last week. week? Wow, you you really kept Bev waiting. (laughs) I wanted to know she really loved me, man. (laughs) Jesus, so after how many years of marriage? (laughs) Six years of marriage and nearly 20 years together. There you go. There you go. Are you sure? You probably should have made her wait another five. Uh, Well, I was horny. Ah, you slut. (laughs) You're going to hell. All right, so the young woman starts sort of gnawing 
drawing on the man's leg in very sexualized manner to indicate that she's I don't know feeling randy voracious yeah it's uh it's just it's just some foreplay man some some little nibbles here and there but court this is what's called foreplay <laughs> oh that's not my kind of foreplay <laughs> she moves up to get after it and starts kissing all over the guy while she climbs up on top of him by the way the entire time her breasts are pretty much visible for this entire scene and looks like everything is 100 consensual here so thank you movie thank you movie everything's going great we're, we're okay with this yeah she's getting those kisses going and it looks like they're starting to get hot and heavy they're anybody else think they kiss weird in this thing oh yeah yeah, okay. A lot Every, of weird yeah, it's a weird kissing, right? People are very obviously not comfortable with the sex scenes they're trying to simulate. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Good. I just wanted to make sure. She is stopped from all of this hot and heavy kissing so the lech idiot can comment on her necklace in an overdubbed The Devil's Paw. Thanks, movie. We didn't really need that. You could have told us what that necklace meant later. The Devil's Paw. Why focus on The Devil's Paw now? Get to pawing after that girl because she wants to sleep with your ugly, lecherous fucking ass. I know, right? You gotta. He, he still tried to impress her with his douche knowledge about fucking. <laughs> douche? Is that the French version <laughs> of douche? Yeah, the douche. Which is already French, I think. I, I think so. I don't know. Uh, but it's douche knowledge of the fucking necklace and all that. The pair then begin fucking it out. And while that happens, the film cuts away to show a voodoo doll that is very clearly made out of Kmart Play Doh. It's not even regular Play Doh, man. No. It's the low budget shit ass. Kmart Play-Doh. It's that shit the moms like grab out of the check stand, not the toy aisle, the check stand aisle. No, it's not even that stuff. Did you ever have like that one aunt or like that family member that used to make homemade Play-Doh for everyone? Oh shit, like, it's that Christmas shit. Gift? Yeah. 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 That's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's made like, out of homemade Play-Doh. It's almost like a whole shit ton of colors came together because it's that really drab color. It's like a shitty version of orange that you only ever see in like rusted cars that yeah. have been painted over in white. Yes. And then the rust comes through. Exactly. <laughs> That is exactly what this thing looks like. Yeah. That's your voodoo doll. Oh, by the way, the voodoo doll also has a bunch of pins shoved in it to the point where the Play-Doh has fingerprints where the pins have been pushed in too far. Yeah. But we're not even going to get into all of that because no, none no. of that even really matters. It's just describing how that thing looks. The Play-Doh is then pierced by another of these pins that we're talking about. This one is significantly bigger. It's right over top of where the heart is on the doll. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, our lecherous motherfucker has what appears to be a heart attack. Let's just call it mid-stroke. Because the entire time, the girl's riding on top of him like it ain't no thing. And oh, yeah, really she's going after it. it. Yep. At one point in time, it looks like she was going to flip around and do a little reverse cowgirl, and I got kind of excited to see that in such an early film. Oh, really? Because that joystick gyride kind of thing is such a power move for a girl. <laughs> so kind of like how I'm a scissoring enthusiast, you're a, you're a reverse cowgirl enthusiast? It's kind of like doggy style, but for girls to have all the power in this situation is how I view it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> do you like having faceless sex? but with the girl having the power. I like watching that in a film. Oh, okay. If I really want faceless sex, I'll just cut off someone's face. No, that's true. But you're still kind of staring into the void that is their face. <laughs> Who says that I don't close my eyes? Oh. I'm classy. You are classy. You're a sweet man. <laughs> Stop that's, talking about the that's weird things I like to do for sex. <laughs> no, but when it comes to sex scenes in films, I prefer that. I prefer to see that because it shows the woman in more of a position of power. Like I this, get you. That moment where she's doing that, that's like her in control and it's all about her for that moment. And the dude is just done. On, on the ride, ribbed for her pleasure up there. Kind of. You see, man, it has to do with the positioning of the G-spot when yeah, they're I, sitting like that. I they, get it. <laughs> do you? I took science, too. You do you, do you understand how to please a woman, Matt? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, one stuck around long enough, so obviously I do. Or in spite of you, she finds a way to make sure she gets pleased. Trust me, it ain't my personality she's sticking around for. <laughs> Matt is asserting that he is a good lay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, at least with my wife, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I figured out how those buttons and knobs work. I figured out how that worked, and so I'm really good there. (laughs) You know how to please a woman. A woman, exactly, a woman. One woman. Hey, 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 there's a lot of assholes out there who don't know how to please any woman. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I just wanted to give you a little bit of sexual shit since you were getting up on my business. All right, so he has a heart attack mid-stroke. Ouch. His partner seems a little too into this, and she seems like she's all about the fresh necrophilia she's about to get her hands on. She's very happy that he's dying. Yeah, um, she's doing a little bit of nipple pinching while that's yeah. going on, and oh, yeah. uh, looks like one of her hands went south during right. watching him dying. Yeah, she, I don't know if she likes necrophilia or if she just likes watching someone in the process of dying. Either way, I Either don't way, think that's bad. a healthy way of getting off. No, that's that's not good. That's I mean, bad. I've had to go to counseling for that, so why should shouldn't she? Well, right? I mean, yours was court mandated. Um, no, no, hmm? no. The only court of law that mandated it was myself. To get out of charges, it was all PPD. <laughs> they cut away from this to a plane lands at an airport. Some people are traveling, heading towards baggage claim as they walk along. They are discussing why they are doing this actual trip. And because it's the one and only time we got some dialogue in about the first 10 minutes of the film. I mean, we saw titties before we heard words, didn't we? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I like movies that do that. Me too. Mostly sex scene, but thank you, movie. Thank you, movie. That's our next clip. Well, you're back home again. Yes. Do you really think it's a good idea to be put up by your sister-in-law in the country? Why not? My brother and I lived there as children, and he died in the place. It'd still be better in a hotel. And expensive too, you know. Yeah, but I came here to see London. The house of my brother's near the city. We can go to London as often as you like, Robert. Look, there are our bags. Robert believes he's going to be kept prisoner in the house. <laughs> Don't believe everything Carol tells you. Don't worry, I know Carol. Tell me, how long are you going to stay in England? A few days. I've got to return to my work. That goes for me. Short stay. You're both very busy, I see. Yes, we are, Fiona. And what do you do, Robert? Professor of Latin. Oh, how interesting. You think so? I shouldn't drive faster in this weather. I'm sorry about the time we're taking, but the side roads in England are very narrow. I wouldn't worry about it. Carol's asleep. A cigarette? No, thanks. I smoke a pipe, Fiona. Shall I? Here you Do we have much to go? No, we're almost there. This fresh air makes me so sleepy. Oh, no. Oh, that's an old wives' tale. What's wrong? No electricity. Wouldn't you know it? This is always happening. Well, maybe it's the fuses. No, I don't think so. I bet the line is down. Why don't we go to the kitchen and light some candles? Okay. Yes, through here. It's a terrible night out. It's been like this all summer long. I'm not surprised that so few people live around here. House has changed. Yes, I like things old-fashioned. Tomorrow I'll show you the house, Carol. Why do you have all these candlesticks? Looks like an antique shop. I'm very fond of candlelight. It makes things intimate. You know, I think Fiona's very romantic. Mm. It's just that I prefer natural things to artificial. And why do you have all these black candles? What do you think they're for, Carol? What I mean is black is so dreary. Yeah, but I like these. What would you like to drink? Drink? I don't have any tea or coffee or, or anything that's hot, so it'll have to be alcohol. Oh, that's what I wanted anyway. Aren't you cold? Why don't we light a fire in the chimney? Of course, everything's set to go. Well, I'll do it. Well, now, what would you like to drink? What do you have? Uh, whiskey, gin, vodka? Uh, whiskey for me. Uh, let's see, cognac, sherry, but there's no ice. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll have a glass of sherry. You're more beautiful now than the last time you were. Thank you. I think you've lost a little weight. You think so? Perhaps. 
lips a little bit. Don't know. You remind me of your brother more every day. There's a family resemblance, only on the outside. You have a better character. But they tell me the contrary. Oh, they're wrong. I was looking at these lithos. They're very interesting. They're simply reproductions. They were never in this house before. No. No, I don't think so. Are you interested in demonology? Only certain angles. I find all those things abominable. I don't reject anything out of hand. That attitude is more intelligent. Persons of importance are continuously making pacts with the devil. Drew and I were always discovering interesting things during the last few years. Even though your sister-in-law does seem a little eccentric, uh, she's nice when you get down to it. Fiona can be enchanting when she wants to. Well, she was today. Yes, I know how she acted. Hey, what's the matter with you? Me? Nothing. Why? I don't know. You seem nervous since we arrived here. I would like to know what she insinuated about my brother having discovered very interesting things during the last few years when referring to those horrendous reproductions in the living room. And what about the black candles? Yeah, they are a little strange. I'm thinking about a book on witchcraft I read many years ago. In their gatherings, they always black candles. Maybe your sister-in-law is a witch, and you never knew about them. At any rate, the devil tempted Eve. He found his first willing servant. At least that's what the good book said. All you women are a little witch. It's easy to see you spent too long in the seminary. They corrupt them. I simply can't imagine my brother living Zapphia. What are you talking about? You mean those reproductions and the black candles? Don't you think you're exaggerating a bit, Carol? Drew couldn't have been a student of the occult. He was delightful and carefree. You know, totally open. When was the last time you saw your brother? Not long ago. One year. A person can change in that time. Okay, so there's a lot going on in that clip. First of all, we realized that the woman with the red hair in the photo that I had said was actually a rather fetching photo mm-hmm. is also the wife of the lecherous guy, who yes. is the brother of our main character showing up here, Carol. Carol! Or at least the one that we're following around a lot. God damn it, Carol. Yeah, I was going to say it's like Karen on Twitter, but I really, yeah. the whole way through the movie, all I was thinking of was, God damn it, Carol. God damn it, Carol. Right. Now, it's also kind of revealed if you really pay attention attention the person who did the voodoo doll it was a quick cut but if you mm-hmm. really pay attention when they show the wife of the lech later yeah it's her. it's her yeah, yeah she did the voodoo doll the as wife well. of the lech is the one who killed her she killed her own husband with the voodoo doll however that works with voodoo voodoo and so his sister has come to visit the old house which i guess is an estate that they grew up on according to what she says in the clip yeah and the entire house is covered in satanic and or occult artwork of various sorts it just looks like they did reproduction prints from Boyfriend seems Very a little slimy. That. Yeah, Robert, uh, we're, we're almost there. Yeah, we're oh, almost oh, we're, to we're, Robert. Okay, all right. Yeah, but he's a bit lecherous in the fact that he's almost turned on by the fact that there's occult symbols all over the house. Yeah. Like the fact that it's risque now that all that stuff is there makes him a little too happy. Mm-hmm. And then so at the end of the clip there when Robert says that people can change a lot in a year, he makes a move. And by the way, during the entire discussion, they're both stripping down to get ready for bed, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And she's topless. Yeah. Um, Thank she's, you, movie. She's like nude. And she did this on her own accord. It yeah. was now forced to take off her clothes, so. But don't enjoy it too much, Matt, because Robert makes a move in. Yes. Starts kissing all over her, and she states to him, I don't want to. I don't feel like it right now. Stop. Something along those lines. Yes. And what does he do? He keeps on going. And so we are led to believe that what is happening here is supposed to be consensual sex between a loving couple, but she did state, no, I don't want to, and yet he continued to press. Yeah. That is a big no-no, dude. That is not good. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. No. You just say, okay, you smoke your pipe a little bit more, you roll over, you go to bed, (laughs) you try again tomorrow, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> you grab the magazine. You grab the magazine. You walk down the hall to the bathroom. You work out whatever things you need to work out with yourself. Do a little five knuckle shuffle. You come back and you embrace your girl or whoever Have it is. Have a marijuana. That has just lost her brother and is in her home and is having a bunch of confused emotions. Well, and yeah, and he wasn't very like supportive of her at all. Like she was like having really a lot of problems in the house and with the, the sister in law. And he keeps like trying to say, no, she's cool and everything's cool. And it's like, you know, you should probably support your girlfriend a little bit just saying his problem was that his dick was not in an orifice that belonged to her yeah that was all he cared about through Actually, the entire scene personally it, i think what's wrong was his dick was in, in any orifice no matter who it belonged to <laughs> at this point he probably would be sticking it in a hole in the drywall if it looked comfortable enough. exactly <laughs> oh that looks muddy <laughs> i'll give that one a shot it doesn't look like it's slid over yet Radio. <laughs> so Robert makes the move at the end of the clip there while his wife says specifically, or girlfriend says specifically, she doesn't feel like it. She doesn't want to. The film cuts away. So we don't see if perhaps maybe she changed her mind or what had been going on in this place. Well, we you know, see the, them at one point making out naked with one another. Yeah. In that same well, night. Yeah, but they cut away from it when she says she doesn't feel like it, oh, and yeah. he still presses further. And then when they cut back, and it's to a scene that would only be okay if she basically changed her mind and stated that it would be good to take her mind off all the grief or whatever. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he's pursuing the move, and they just keep going, and then they start fucking it out right there on and, the bed. It's not even like, it's like, uh, there wasn't even, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it, we really could have seen what was happening. And I mean, he's working her over pretty fucking good yeah. in this scene. Yeah. I mean, like, I know it's softcore and it's simulated. Yeah, but he's... The only thing that's missing is the hardcore insert shots because they're really getting after it. He's giving it a... a, a, He's he's giving her some of his tallywhacker. I mean, she's pretending to enjoy this as an actress more than your wife has ever pretended to enjoy you. That's, well, actually kind of true. What? (laughs) Listen, man, I showed you that movie of the premise we wouldn't bring it up anymore. (laughs) You said, we need to review this on the show, Court. I don't go talking about your snuff film. It's not snuff. They survived. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's my defense. Yeah, it's not snuff. They survived. survived. I mean, they're nowhere near the same people they once were. But yeah, they survived. <laughs> I mean, sure, they don't have both their legs yeah. anymore. I don't know if you could call what they do living, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're technically alive. <laughs> Grievous bodily harm was all I could be charged with at that point. Yeah, but I mean, how can they pick you out of a lineup? You took their eyes. <laughs> this is going around a really dark direction. Yeah, it really is. I'm all for it. Let's keep going. <laughs> no, let's not. No, let's. Go with the movie. All right, so they're getting after it, and it's getting hot and heavy, and then they start fucking while the sister-in-law is watching the whole entire time. She ends up working on her own O-face during this as well. Yeah, she starts doing a little finger diddling. She's flicking that bean. She's DJing at uh, the club vagina. She's seeing how much of her digits she can fit into herself without hurting her wrist. Uh, (laughs) Or without losing her watch. Spoiler alert. She doesn't have five. a watch. <laughs> Once you get past five, the watch is in danger. <laughs> watch Not that I know from personal experience or anything. <laughs> oh, man. Your parents gave you that watch. That's so sad. <laughs> I wore this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass. <laughs> For like three years. All right. So after everybody comes, and I mean literally everybody in the film, it's the most spontaneous 
simultaneous orgasm I've ever seen in a film. Like, all three of them seem to go at the same time. Yeah. I was really impressed that they timed it out that well. That was well well timed. It's almost like, I don't know, it wasn't real. No, yeah, do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Was it like like the boyfriend was looking up at the exact little hole in the painting going, five, four, three, oh! The idea may be that there's some kind of magic going on at work here that the sexualized magic that she's using their energy and her energy together. are you telling me the only way to simultaneous orgasm is through Satan? Yes. <laughs> through the devil? One of the main reasons why you should follow our Dark Lord and Master is simultaneous orgasms for like a shitload of people. That's eh, not that important to me. Go ahead. Because <laughs> the only way that shit is happening is magic, Matt. And it's going to be black magic. It's got to be. Why has it got to be black magic, Matt? I don't know. <laughs> why does it have to be black why magic? Why can't it be white magic, Matt? Ugh. <laughs> It's uh, uh, it's just magic. They fade to black after everybody gets to come. Why do they have to fade to black, Court? Because <laughs> that means there's an absence of light. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Racist. We're not doing Dolomite <laughs> or any Rudy Ray Moore film. Save that shit. They fade in from that to the sleeping couple of Robert and Carol all snuggled up uh, separately in two different beds. Yeah, this is back when uh, you only had uh, one bed for fucking and then uh, separate beds for sleeping. And did you notice that they actually fucked on his bed? Yeah. So that's a gentleman move. Yeah, he sleeps in the wet spot. Yeah. Tonight. So I mean, I'm gonna give it. That's a gentleman move by her boy. There's the one gentlemanly act he's done for his girlfriend this whole entire time up to this point. Yes. Yeah. The camera moves around the room, showing us that they're sleeping in separate beds, and then we move in <laughs> closer to Carol. They cut away from that to some occult images. Then they cut from that to Carol in white lingerie, being pursued by her brother in a dreamlike sequence. Did you think that the scene where her walking around the grove in the white lingerie, did that remind you of Happy Gilmore and Happy's yes. Happy Place? Yes. When it was a Julia Benz, yeah. not Benz, but it's not uh, Julia Benz, but uh, she's on Modern Family yeah. now, but that actress, that comedian yeah. uh, actress. I can't remember her name yeah, either. Yeah, I can't. But I, she's there with two I, beers. I, it feels like Julia Benz. It seems like that's right, but I don't think that uh, is right. No, Julia Benz was in uh, the Angel. Dexter. And Dexter, too. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I... But you know who I mean, though. Yeah, I know who you mean. But anyway, it felt like that, where she's walking with the two pictures. It's like that same lingerie outfit, almost. Yeah. Because it's like super see-through in Uh both the front and the back. And and I mean, like, I'm really kind of liking this until I realize that she's being pursued through this dream sequence by her brother. I know. And I'm not really all that into white lingerie. You're wearing white lingerie right now in the studio. Yeah, but I have the body for it. (laughs) You better give that body back. The family wants to bury it. (laughs) Jesus Christ, you're the one who stole it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were interested in trying out necrophilia i was wanting to get you a new hobby (laughs) thank you satan (laughs) so she's being pursued first by her brother and then fiona Mm -hmm. this dissolves into an incestuous sex scene that is interrupted by fiona pounding on the door while it's happening like she's like trying to knock it off and get it to stop she wants to get in there but at first she thinks she's upset that this is happening and that she does wants to interrupt the the incestuous I, i think she just wants to get in there okay so incestuous sex is a bit weird on how to codify so far, my favorite part of this whole review has been that you yelled out, incestuous sex! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> incestuous sex is kind of hard to kind of break down and just determine whether or not, as far as us, we feel that this is a thank you movie or a no thank you movie. Uh, this is... Because uh, my whole thing is consent. Yeah. And I mean, like, you don't want to make flipper babies from <laughs> from inbreeding. <laughs> Jesus. Is that insensitive to flipper babies? No, you're fine. I don't think they listen. <laughs> They can't tune in their phones to the podcast. <laughs> they don't have fingerprints, so they can't <laughs> delete us. The flippers. 
No, if you if you don't want birth defects, you know, don't don't fuck your sister. Yeah, that's way too many chromosomes doing way too many chromosomey things. Right, and it's you know too many shared alleles yeah, and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. It's really bad. That, I mean, there's a reason why you should ever find your sister hot. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a clip. <laughs> yes, I don't know if that's so much a clip or a PSA at this point. But like morally speaking. If yeah. they're both okay with it, they both decide they want to do it, who am I to tell them that they can't? Uh, well, okay, I'm not saying they can't. I'm with you, but it doesn't mean we have to say thank you movie. This is a, a no thanks movie. No thank you movie. But at the same time, it's more sex with the blonde lady being mostly nude. Yeah. But the lecherous guy's kind of ruining it for me. Uh-huh. The fact that they're brother and sister is just an added bonus. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, this scene made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's... I still masturbated, but it made me uncomfortable. Well, but aren't we masturbating? Um, right now, because both hands are on my notes. Tantric sex again. I was about to say, yeah. you're still doing it. Yeah. So am I. Once I learned how to do it, and once I taught you, you no longer have a uh, argument on why I shouldn't do it that way. The only way I do it is when I could stare directly into your eyes. <laughs> That's a joke that you like to make, but you get uncomfortable if we look in each other's eyes too <laughs> <Do> much. <laughs> I don't like making eye contact with people. You're like, I'm just not worth it. I don't want to look at people wanna, in the eyes. I don't want to. They, they say the eyes are the gateway to the soul, and I typically don't think a lot of people have those, so I don't need to look into the empty void. The fucking gets more intense with every pounding upon the door, and even more passionate and kind of in the lovemaking type of mode, which is a little uncomfortable when you realize they're brother and sister and that you're into it. Yeah. <laughs> more importantly, we're, it's this guy's wife, and she's into it. Right? As it turns out, the door opens opens up fiona just kind of moves on in and jumps in on it as well and decides that they're going to have a incestuous uh, three-way thing going on but before we can really start to enjoy that it cuts away and then cuts back to fiona joining in and kind of the same scene but from a different angle and then they cut away from that and once they cut away again that wakes up carol and all i have to say is damn it carol things were just getting good way to wake up <laughs> So she heads downstairs after this to then stare at, kiss, and then caress a photo of her brother. So I submit to you, Matt, is that sex scene there a memory of sex she's actually had with her brother? No, but I believe there's some underlining shit there because she kissed a picture of her brother and caressed it. I don't believe there's ever any real sex between her and her brother, but I think there's something underlining there. <laughs> That's unhealthy. <laughs> So you think she had a sexual obsession with her brother she wasn't ready to deal with. Part, maybe not an obsession, but a feeling. Nothing has to be so, you know, uh-huh. uh, extreme. You don't have to feel guilty for doing that in your dreams? No, she should. That's bad. You should feel <laughs> shame there. She should be seeking help, you're saying? Yes. Yes, she should find out what the fuck's going on. Are you really going to incest shame these characters? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> we just... haven't gone that PC as a society where I can't incest shame people. <laughs> where was that country that wanted to make it legal and okay? Oh, fucking Sweden or some shit It like had that. to be somewhere in the Baltics. Yeah. <laughs> all I have to say is all very progressive and go. Oh. All right, so after she does this whole kiss and everything, she gets startled by a vision in the window. It looks like a man or something like that. She kind of runs into the kitchen and sees this guy in the window who startles her. She jumps back. Kind of a reused thing that we saw in Symptoms already. Laraz is kind of working on a familiar well here. Yeah. This one worked, though. It wasn't bad. It did no. work for me. Not, like, not as good as in Symptoms. The beer but... and you're like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. It made me jump as well because yeah. he looked like a Catholic priest I once knew. Oh. Right after she gets startled at the window, she backs up and is startled again in our next clip. <gasps> what are you doing here, Carol? Oh. <sighs> I just had such a fright. What happened? 
You might think I'm still half asleep, Fiona, but I just saw a bearded man through the window. I bet you think I've had a nightmare. I believe you did. It's going to be out there in the middle of the night. I don't know, but I saw him. Carol, apart from a few eccentric foreigners who live around here, I can assure you that this zone is the safest in the county. I'll get you a tea, then upstairs to rest. You look very tired. What's wrong? Do you smell incense? It's this. Is that tea? They're homegrown herbs, really very beneficial for nervous condition. She's Drew's sister, right? Yes, and she saw you. Mm, I'm sorry. You should be prudent, Reverend. If she suspects, we might have serious headaches. Why is she here? Probably to arrange the last details of the inheritance, Reverend. Her lawyers in London will take care of it. What happens if she finds out what we did to her brother? How would she find out? Drew spoke too much toward the end. He was very foolish. I know it. That's why we had to kill him. There are many who hate us. And who also fear us. Don't worry about those things. Who's accompanying her? Her friend. But there's no problem there, I think. But I beg you, Reverend, please leave. She could still be awake. The autumn equinox is near when we celebrate the Sabbath. They shouldn't be here. They'll have gone by then. Let me take care of it all, okay? Why don't you go? And tomorrow we'll speak about it. Through here. Hmm. It's ten o'clock. It's rather late to get up. Do you like jam? It's strawberry conserved here. Thanks. Thanks, yes, or thanks, no? Thanks, yes. <laughs> you may use my car to go to London. It would be easier for all if we took the train. As you wish. There's a train every hour. How long does it take to get to London? Oh, about half an hour. The express is even faster. Fiona, I'd like to visit Drew's grave. All right. We can go now. I'll accompany you. It isn't far. Thank you. You don't have to go unless you like. I'll see you in an hour or two. Hmm? All right. I think your brother has achieved eternal rest. Did he suffer? No, it happened very quickly. All of a sudden, a man who's very active left us forever. When the doctor showed up to sign the death certificate, I was asked if I agreed on the certification of embolism or if I requested an autopsy. Well, I accepted the first of the two, Carol, because an autopsy wouldn't do anything. Yes, there's no need for an autopsy when you know you're the cause of the death. Listen, I, I don't know. Anymore as a doctor now, when a body comes in and the family member is like really big time, I don't want an autopsy done. I'm going to be like, eh. The doctor gave an assessment saying he was pretty sure it was like a stroke, but they could do an autopsy to make sure. And she said, no, thanks. I yeah, killed him. Like, eh. <laughs> After this, Carol hears the voice telling her to leave, which I'm assuming is her lecherous fuck buddy brother yeah he probably said it in mid-stroke <laughs> you mean like the stroke he died of or mid-stroke and like stroke oh my himself? god both that's the hill he's gonna die on <laughs> yeah huh? right <laughs> what a way to go at least, was... he, at least he went out with a bang yeah right and he kept it in the family yeah right well can't keep in your pants keep it in the family oh oh sexy <laughs> so they cut away from the voice telling carol to leave to the housekeeper i'm guessing it's one of the women that was on the estate but we we weren't really fully introduced to her. She's just kind of wandering around. <laughs> Aimlessly. <laughs> she's wandering through the room that Carol and her boy Robert are staying in. And she snags some sort of jewelry out of Carol's bag by digging through it and looking for it. I think she even does a little panty sniffing there for a moment. Or why is I just imagining that? No, you were not imagining it. Okay. I, 
I, I kind of thought I saw that, but I was looking up from my notes, and then I thought one of those things where, like, maybe I was just seeing what I wanted to see. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you were seeing what you wanted to see, but it was real, too. <laughs> it actually happened in it the movie. It actually happened. Yeah, that was fucking weird. They cut away from that to two stable hands stare at a woman bundled up and strolling around smoking a cigarette. I believe that's Carol, but I can't really tell. Yeah, I can't really Either see. that or it was the fuck buddy of the lecherous asshole when he had the stroke at the beginning of the film. Yeah, I don't know. The woman was bundled up so tight I couldn't see her face. Yeah, who knew? But either way, those two guys were looking at her in a way that was really making me uncomfortable. Are you kidding me? You saw half her wrist. That shit's hot for that time of year in Ooh, England. Ooh, an ankle. Mm-hmm. They cut away from that to our next clip. What's the matter? Where did you get that? Do you like it? You little whore. When I saw you up in the house, I knew you were doing something. What the fuck are you up to? Careful, you son of a bitch. And worry about the animals. It's the only thing you're good for. Which fucking witch you are? One day you'll be discovered, and your lynch is like in medieval times. Oh, don't be afraid, you fool. Nothing will happen to you. If the folks around here only knew... Yeah, those in our coven are important. Haven't you found out yet? Go and tell that renegade reverend to show here tonight. And to bring that bitch along well prepared for what's waiting for her. Not these herbs again. You drank them last night. Be a good girl. I take them all the time. It stinks all over the house. What is it? I don't know exactly the name of the plant. I was given these herbs long ago. Drink it. It's really awful. When you're accustomed to it, you'll drink it every day. Drew wrote me a strange letter before he died. I hadn't planned mentioning it, but now I think it's better if we talk about it. He told me in the letter that he was unhappy and afraid. He didn't go into detail. The letter was ambiguous, seemed like it was written in a hurry. What caught my attention was that the handwriting was different. Did he say any more? No. I told you his letter was ambiguous. Besides, the letter itself was very brief. Just a note. A desperate message. It was a letter from a terrified man. Aren't you dramatizing a bit? I didn't want to speak about this matter earlier, but there are questions that should be resolved. What are they? I prefer that you and I speak honestly so that we can trust each other. Of course. Well, no. We really hated each other, if that's what you want to know. I suspected that in your relationship. Oh, yes? Well, no. Yes, but your life together doesn't interest me. Your brother was an alcoholic, plastered day and night. His career was beginning to go downhill. I'm not surprised that his handwriting had changed. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Mm. It doesn't matter. Better to forget it all and start over. You'd better stop that or you'll get him too excited. Exactly what I want to do. What can I do for you? Your husband isn't around, you know. Keep your hands off. This is important. You've heard of the evil eye, haven't you? It's bad luck. No, you don't really know about those things. I've heard a little, but they're all stories. Stories, huh? I'm sure you've never seen a billy goat mounting a woman and later coming inside her. No, never. Well, wait until tonight and you will see it. You'll see how the goat fucks her. And after, with the sperm of the beast, I'll show you how to prepare a portion that can murder Peter. Okay, so they cut from this to the woman from the start of the film being rubbed down and given a yeah. massive finger blasting. Yeah, but like. the lady who was stealing the necklace is rubbing her down with some oils and then yeah. Yeah, giving her a pretty good... I thought it was the redheaded lady that was Fiona that was doing it. I couldn't... No, remember. no, it was the lady who stole uh. the necklace and who was talking to the fat mustache dude. I was not looking at the person delivering the rub down's face at all. I, yeah. I was enjoying the Everything was up. getting into it, so... Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty hard, Should. it's a hefty, hefty seed. I mean, like, this seems all 100% consensual because I think the yeah. lady even pushed her hand down to her crotch at one yeah, point. Yeah, the, the lady who, uh, who's, who got the diddling was definitely involved in making the woman diddle her. <laughs> 
Yeah, there was some finger blasting going on. I definitely should not be like a cop in any court case. So anyway. What? You can't say finger blast? The hoo-ha dillion <laughs> was being diddled by the diddler who is the defendant. It was like three fingers, man. Yeah. Like all knuckles deep. Yeah, yeah. Throw three. Yeah. Pinky, pinky and thumb out like, you know, a proper English woman. Uh, the thumb went to a different area as it should. <laughs> thumb on the button. That's what was going on in that scenario. Three in the pink and one in the stink. None in the stink. Oh. Unless asked. Unless asked. But the way that that whole positioning was yeah. kind of going on, it really did look like she was like actually doing it. It didn't look like they were just simulating it. Are we sure? These, like, yo, hey, you know, these are <laughs> foreign movies, man. Right? I don't know if there was hardcore stuff that was cut out that or was... if this is actual sex, but this particular scene, more than any of them, yeah. looked very convincing. Yeah. Yeah. All of the actual witnessing I've seen of, you know, two ladies going after it yeah. and, you know, how your arm is positioned when you're actually mm-hmm. in there yeah. and trying to keep your pinky out of the way and not, yeah. you know, but yeah, still get your hand in as deep yeah. as possible. Makes That's the way her hand was positioned. Yeah, making them feel good. And it was yeah. sure moving mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. The only thing it lacked from being an actual porn was a close-up of the actual the, the, the thing, insertion, the, the yeah. business of it going yeah. on, and the sound of a boot stepping in a wet mud puddle. Yeah. <laughs> boot and mud only wetter. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing that was missing for this scene. It was... Now... Yeah. You, you realize I'm talking about this because I'm trying to lay the inevitable yeah, about yeah, what's about Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm actually going to keep going here. Uh, <laughs> before, I want to delay it as well because, yeah, I don't really... We don't need this in our lives. <laughs> All right. So... In walks the priest who was the one that startled Carol in the window earlier. He begins some kind of weird Latin chant as we dissolve from this to a barn where the um, fuck it, goat fucking ritual is being prepped. Oh, man. They, uh, they talked about how this happens. And the- it was in the clip. I left yeah. that stuff in there. Yeah. Like what's going to happen when and how you can use the, the semen for uh, magic and stuff. Uh, that, and then she's going to be impregnated with the beast. Someone's yeah. drinking goat semen mixed with lady juices. Kind of, yeah. 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 I'm going to puke now. You lost me at ghost semen, but you had me regained at lady juices. <laughs> so just don't pay, part of, don't pay attention to the first part of the drink when it's handed to you. <laughs> right. It's made out of uh, and lady juices. <laughs> lady juices. Well, sounds delicious. Wow. There's a, there's a very distinct milky flavor to this that I can't oh. quite make out. Oh, what that's, is that? That's a, but more importantly, think about the lady juices. No, what's the... It's ghost semen. A, a, what? <laughs> It's like when you found out what Rocky Mountain oysters are for the oh, first yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. After it? after you ate like fifty of them, it's a funny farm or something. Yeah, funny yeah. farm. Uh, well, they were even worse because they weren't even fried. They looked like just regular meatballs and funny farm, and then it just went to shit. Yeah, he's just loving that stuff. You're not going to delay the inevitable. We're here. Yeah, I know we're here now. Well, we were just talking about the worst part of it. It's the oh, fact that they're getting juices. Yeah. All right. So the goat is led up to the mount as the woman is coached through it and told how it's going to happen. And when the goat gets led, I mean, the guy pretty much locks the goat into a headlock, drags it over top of the woman, so he's standing over top of a naked woman, and they coax and or kind of force the goat into the woman as they kind of push it down or whatever. But they were teasing it earlier, and you heard it in the clip. The whole time she's talking to the guy about how this works, she's basically fluffing a goat. Yeah. (laughs) That poor goat, man. The goat's like, what the fuck do you guys do? I don't... What? What are you guys doing? This is awesome. But why are you stopping constantly? <laughs> I'm a goat. I don't want to edge. I, I just want to finish. I'm a goat in the 70s. I don't get what edging is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> why are you doing this to me, lady? This goat is pissed about that. All this is is torture. <laughs> Cut to me in my teenage years. 
<laughs> Why were you doing that to yourself? <laughs> uh, I'm my own cock tease, Matt. It's <laughs> a whole shitload of clips in here. It really is. I'm not grabbing any of these. That's somebody else's <laughs> yeah, job no now. Kid. So the woman is coached through it as the goat is led on top of her. And we get all of this in wide angle shots. So we get to see everything going on with the act, which makes me want to vomit. At one yes. point in time, it looks as though they're just forcing a goat to stand there. Yeah. And the woman is just writhing underneath it, trying to make it look like it's happening. <sighs> but it's certain shots. It looks like they also have her legs wrapped around the goat to where she pulled the back end of the goat down on top well, of her. At some point, it looks like there's just a it, it, like a fur-covered mannequin there. Yeah, and not, not, the a, goat not an actual goat, but like yeah. a like a fake animal thing. And yeah. she's writhing. The worst writhing underneath it and all it's, of that. It's a yeah. fake, fake goat. Which is the part that really made me want to vomit, because if you're going to do it, just fucking film it. Oh, God. Really? Come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> no bestiality no way an animal can consent so yeah fuck you movie that's wrong fuck yeah. you movie that's actually my next notes yeah. <laughs> that's wrong fuck you movie at some point the priest ends up chanting the name of carol over and over again while they're doing this so somehow this goat fucking ritual and the mixing of the lady juices and the goat semen is going to give them some kind of power over carol oh, i should not something. have had chili dogs oh, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck all this is other than confusing vomitous and if you're into goat fucking your thing oh the film dissolves from this thankfully but then to carol and then shows the young woman get her finger pricked with blood as it's showing carol they kind of go back and forth yeah now anyone who has heard a very certain marilyn manson song or may possibly know a little bit about occult stuff that whole prick your finger it is done to finish a ritual where uh-huh. you shed some of your blood and just a small amount of your blood like yeah. that that's a thing kind uh, of. yeah okay it's a thing Thank you, David. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, it is. It is completely a thing. Uh, I don't know much about the occult. I know what I was taught to be afraid of, uh-huh. and that's one of the things. Yeah, I was never taught to be afraid of anything like that. That must have been small town. I was no. I was raised in a Nazarene church, which is basically Uh-oh. a step crazier than certain Southern Baptists. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. just a hair shy less crazy than evangelicals. Uh, see, the only thing we were taught to fear was if we didn't put enough money to the collection plate, it would make Jesus cry. <laughs> well, that and, you know, you need to be afraid of not having crippling guilt for every small decision you make in life. That true. That's uh, actually very true. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I feel really guilty. I forgot about that. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> see? So this uh, ritual ends up having Carol grab at her crotch for some reason after they prick the blood and have that spilled. Uh, so are they cursing her cunt? No, well, yes. I don't know. It does it cause her physical pain, or was it like a sensation that she's not used to? So she grabs it because it's too intense. Maybe the film doesn't let us know. She got her period. Th- is that what it is? I mean, I don't know. Are they transmuting the lady juice goat semen mixture to put it into her Maybe body? They're preparing her so she can carry child. Well, that's part of what they're doing. Yeah, yes, they're we see that later. Up. But but like, do they transmogrify and turn this stuff that's happening it's, in the one woman and transfer? into carol's womb it's no longer a you to her it's a you to us literally <laughs> they cut from this to blood dripping into the cup from the finger being pricked and then they cut away from that to carol in a cab on her way to london they cut away from her leaving the cab and into our next clip your brother was one of our best lawyers carol and a personal friend we were all terribly affected by his sudden death we don't know what could have pushed andrew to drink It was inexplicable, because everything happened so rapidly. I told him once he should cut down on his drinking, or it would ruin his career. 
and it was truly a pity because he was incredibly successful. You see, Andrew was our best lawyer. Sometimes we kidded him about his unnaturally good fortune telling him that he had a pact in secret with the devil. Do you know Fiona? Naturally, my dear. A woman who is bewitching and charming. They were the perfect couple. Did he ever refer to a diabolic sect? No, but I'd like to be frank. Your brother seemed to be very frightened. Here's his last will and testament. Everything's in order. Thank you. Needless to say, anything you may need of me, you may rest assured you have a friend at your complete disposal. Thank you, Mr. Connor. It's wonderful I can count on friends like you. Nice seeing you Goodbye. again. Say hello to Fiona for me. Oh, What's wrong? A little dizzy. It's best you sit down for a little while. I'll have my secretary make you a little tea. This is the odor you can smell throughout the house, isn't it? Does it bother you? No. Now I've gotten used to it. Have you never heard speak of Mandragora? Yes, it's the plant that the witches use for their magic potions in the Middle Ages. Uh, so they say. This is Lathrus odoratus, and this one is Lobularia maritima. You're an expert botanist. I'm only interested in a few strange seeds for making teas. I like curative herbs. And lethal ones? Them too. This is Digitalis purpurea, that in England we call foxglove. You say it's lethal? No, it's completely inoffensive. This is my favorite one, purple berries. What are they for? Uh, to make languid lovers more ardent. Aphrodisiac. Do you have any marijuana around here? Oh, no. I'm really stupid. I could have made a fortune if I'd wanted to, Robert. I hope I'm not boring you with all these stories. If you'd have gone to London with Carol, you wouldn't be bored. I'm okay right where I am, in the midst of these herbs. And with your stories, as you call them. <laughs> Thank you. And besides, this is a very busy day for Carol. I think that London and its museums can wait. How did you get to know Carol? It was by chance, as happens in the majority of the cases. It was shortly after I got out of the seminary. You in a seminary? Yes. I was fed up when they ordained me. Well, this place seemed like a revelation to you, with its allusions to the devil. No, you're mistaken. Satanism is an offshoot of Christianity, you know. I studied the question for nine years, so you can imagine I do know all there is to know. You're not an exorcist. No. If we think about all those fallen angels and their representatives on earth, you have to admit that submission to the church was imposed on us. Submission to the devil was our own free choice. I think that's how witches and warlocks first came about. The first Satanists. The idolaters of evil. But good and evil are only words. Only our instincts tell us what we want to know. Nothing like mansplaining Satanism to a Satanist, huh? Yeah, right? I know everything there is to know about it because I studied in the seminary. And by the way, all these herbs around here, and we don't got any marijuanas. Matt, all it takes is one marijuana, and you're ordering a fucking blow-up mattress because it looks kind of like an ice cream sandwich. I fucking I wanted that ice cream sandwich, man. <laughs> That's an actual meme thing I just posted. I, I know, it, so. I saw that. I liked it. That I wanted that ice cream sandwich, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, that looked like it would be a delicious giant ice cream sandwich. Well, I know, I could sleep on it. I would sleep with it. <laughs> I love ice cream that would, much. Would you let it put its dick in you? No. Oh. I would put my dick in it. Oh, okay. That's how all my relationships work. You ought to know. That's how ours works. <laughs> Tears. With this, Robert gets a mouthful of Fiona. Uh, he dives on it. That muff, that is. Oh, yeah. Big time. He's all up in it. Mm-hmm. Loving it strong. Oh, he is. He's uh, going to be pulling her pubic hair out of his sinuses for a month. He is uh, Frenching her French tickler. <laughs> yeah, he's all up on that bean with his tongue. Yeah. But we don't get to see really any of that, just him moving his mouth. You think he's at doing the crotch. alphabet down there? Ah, it's a myth. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's doing it backwards because, you know, Satanists. Yeah. Satanists do the he's alphabet just, backwards when they're giving head yeah, to a lady. Just doing, he's just making the line 666 constantly. No, he's doing it in Latin. That's how Satanists do the, uh, the yeah, alphabet. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's like alpha, beta, omega. Does, does that mean like Christians can only do it in Sanskrit? No. No. Okay. Christians don't do oral sex. Don't you know that? Oh, I <laughs> True Christians don't. Damn. Uh, she's fully nude, and this is 100% consensual, consensual sex. So thank you, movie. Hey, you know what? We should just even shorten it out. Consexual. Consexual. It's consexual. It's consexual scene. Yeah, that's perfect, man. Consensual sexual scene. What yeah. a happy little mistake. Consexual. What a happy little tree. This strikes out from the cut of the wide muff diving into a sequence of Robert fucking Fiona like crazy, all by the fire in a very romantically lit fireside sequence of love, including my very happily featured reverse cowgirl. Uh-huh. I was hoping for the actual joystick joyride where she puts her legs up in the air and then she's just like all up on it just moving around and like you know yeah. it's, it's all about her and has nothing to do with him other than he's just there for her to get off on him and like the dumb object that every man should be oh it, we're coming up on the cake <laughs> here it is dude Helga Linne on top of that guy was fun to watch I'm not gonna fucking lie oh no yeah it was yeah. a great seed great yeah. looking seed nice, that's, that's, nice that's, looking lady that's how it should be most of the man should just be in the background and it should all be prominently featured on the woman pleasure that's true <laughs> that's what i enjoy more that's watching. true i don't like to watch a guy but the way off. you that's kept saying the way you kept saying it i don't know just <laughs> <laughs> do you really want to know about my no, sex no, life no, let's just keep going <laughs> <laughs> it sure sounds like you're interested in knowing what positions i prefer no it's just it sounds like you're telling me already and i'm just but let's leave the ambiguity in there actually i prefer very vanilla sex i like to be on top i like um, it to last for just a few moments yeah and then we read scripture afterwards matt Hey, listen, I showed you that tape once. We're going to talk about it. They cut away from this joyous joystick joyride. <laughs> this joyous joystick. Jesus. That's fucking <laughs> literary to be sure. I mean, holy shit. To Carol digging through her bag because it's the only dialogue in the movie. <laughs> and that leads to our next clip. What's wrong with you? You're becoming hysterical. I tell you, Robert, I bought that necklace with me. You know, the one I like so much. I'm sure I put it in my luggage. Someone has stolen it. Are you sure? Probably you've left it at home. Something's wrong here, Robert. There are too many things happening in this house that I don't understand. The black candles, my dizziness, and the face I saw through the window the first night. And now my necklace has disappeared. What are you insinuating? There are such phenomena as malevolent powers that are able to influence an individual against his will, Robert. The people who wield those powers require a garment to a favorite article of the person they wish to influence. You're really serious, aren't you? Of course I am. Because I believe that there are forces that we are unable to perceive. What kind of forces? Occult. The occult. I believe that I'm an open-minded man, Carol. But today, witches and warlocks aren't burned at the stake. Witches and wizards have disappeared. They burned them in the Middle Ages. And they weren't witches, just hysterical females. And all those strange things I have observed since we arrived? Any person who is really normal would call them a coincidence. I don't think they're a coincidence. At least not that kind, Robert. You're very immature, if that's your reaction, Carol. They still hold black masses, or whatever they call those gatherings of maniacs. I won't stop until I find out what happened to my brother. Well, if you let your nerves run away with you, you'll really become sick. I'm not sick. They're nerves. And when your nerves get the best of you, you should try to relax. And my dizziness? Take tranquilizers. And Fiona's teas are good for you. It's the best thing you can do. And if I were you, I'd stay in bed today. You're in very good hands. She's suspicious. What do you think? We decided you'd take care of everything. I'm trying to. 
So what's going on? Nothing's going on. She just doesn't trust me and she has a will of her own. We must find another way of dealing with her. It wouldn't be advisable to have her drugged indefinitely, Fiona. Yes, I told you that. Well, we need a quick solution that doesn't arouse suspicions. I don't think we should resort to violence. I think the police would see a connection with the death of her brother. We need to think of another way of dealing with Carol. Go ahead. Confuse her mentally. A state of agitation that would make her commit actions that afterwards she would completely reproach herself for. She would prefer to leave and forget about it all. You're right, you know. And if she tells the police, I think it'll be too late for any suspicions. The best thing would be a mysterious ailment, Doctor. An illness that's hard to diagnose. An unexpected stroke. Like her brother. But once she's far away. And her boyfriend? Yeah. What do we do with him? He says he's defrocked. An ex-priest. An unbeliever, you know. I will handle him. Well, she should have just said that she was already fucking him and then she could definitely handle it. I'm sure they all know. And it looks to me like she was handling it rather well. Yeah, right. Particularly when she was doing the joyous joystick joyride. Yeah, right. (laughs) When she was trying to do the sub-zero final move in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) If that's how I'm going to die, she can take my spine out like that anytime. (laughs) They said the name of the movie like three times during that scene. Yeah. Even though the film was credited as like Final Holiday or some weird shit like that or something like that. Uh, we know it as Black Candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black Candles. Yeah. Black Candles. <laughs> they said it like three or four times. I know. Well, they said it right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Why so many Black Candles? Oh, they, 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 they said the title of the Blu-ray. <laughs> that's my, that's my fetish. You're a very simple man. I am. They cut from that clip to Carol getting hands-on with her crotch. Right on, film. Yeah, way to go. But not looking like she enjoys it an awful lot. So, like, at first, you, you kind of see the, the hands-on with the crotch thing. Yeah. And as they pan up, it looks like she's almost, like, sobbingly masturbating while she does it. Yeah. And it's like, but you don't have to touch yourself. No. Don't put yourself through that if it's making you cry. Yeah. Maybe but maybe it's so good she's crying because it was so good. <laughs> Don't we all wish it could be that good? Right? We just weep afterwards. I know. And then our... I mean, I do already, but that's different. (laughs) Then our significant other comforts us, tries to tell us it's all going to be okay, and we can't express that it was just that good, that we couldn't help ourselves we had to weep. Doesn't just tell us that the cab money's on the dresser and (laughs) get the hell out. (laughs) You're married now. Does she still do that? I don't want to talk about it. Wait, why do you have to leave your own house after sex? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fair enough. You can stop showing me the tapes. I showed you that tape like the three times. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. Because <laughs> you're still trying to make me watch it and we have the show to record. I've only showed you the seventh tape once. You need to see it twice to get the full effect. <laughs> it's all about context. Everything really comes out in the second watch. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> the cutaway from that to... A flashlight exploring the house and heading down the stairs to what appears to be like a basement area. It is covered in all sorts of animal horns on a staircase, which you don't want to be walking down when it's dark. No, that will you catch your shirt on that. One of those, yeah, or you could just impale yourself. I picture you stumbling down that staircase drunk and you're losing like three eyes and one of them's not even yours. No, I wouldn't be that lucky. What I would happen is I'd walk down in my favorite t-shirt and just rip it. <laughs> you wouldn't be so lucky as to end up dead? Yeah, at least you are so fucking Catholic. If, at least if I'm dead, I'm just dead. But I ripped my favorite shirt, man. I ripped my favorite shirt. You are worth more in insurance than you are just being alive. So I'm, way wor- I'm, I'm worth way more dead than I am alive. Like four to five times more. Why your wife hasn't tried to kill you yet, I don't know. Well, watch the seventh tape for the second time. You'll <laughs> That's see. That's the context I needed. Okay. <laughs> 
it's gonna be like fucking weird ass memes of like all these different like VHS tapes stacked up. Your face, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Just I'm, I'm horrified of how that's gonna turn out, but at the same time, kind of excited. Uh, I have a horrified boner. Clip somebody out there. <laughs> Somebody's gotta grab that. Somebody out there, grab that horrified boner. Also a clip. <laughs> so they're heading down the stairs and they enter into what looks like a ritual chamber. It is filled with nude people. They're all standing there. Nothing uh, really bad is happening just yet. So I'm going to say thank you movie on except, this. Except for a bunch of people standing around nude. That's just, that's off-putting. That's just like a Wednesday night. Wait, listen, man, it, 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 that's fine that you're into that kind of stuff. But for the last time, don't ask me to come over and check out something that's going on your computer on a Wednesday night. All right. I didn't need to walk in on that. <laughs> you're not invited to any of my eyes wide shot parties. Thank God. <laughs> and everybody else is really grateful that you're not there either. You're kind of a turn off. <laughs> Kind of. (laughs) You're definitely a turnoff. Listen, is this because I tried to do the look my thumb is detaching magic trick to the last one I was at? Yeah, but the way that you did that joke was rather tasteless, and uh, (laughs) she'll never speak to you again. I know, right? All right, so it turns out that it's actually Fiona that's walking into this room filled with nude people that appears to be a ritual chamber of some sort. She becomes an altar. Now, for people who are uninitiated in the cult and Matt, yes, when a naked lady is laid out during a ritual, Yes. She is the altar. Oh, is that why you put the cup on her? Yes. Gotcha. She becomes part of the altar. That's like Levian Satanism kind of thing. Oh, okay. But they're kind of portraying it here, but they get a lot of stuff wrong about how that works. No, I'm assuming that they probably weren't really paying attention to detail in this movie. No, but I was really happy to see that she at least became the nude altar and that kind of fits with what we're sort of talking about. Oh, man, this explains last Thursday a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's going to be bad, bad news. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have some really fucking weird dreams tonight. I better get a mixture of those herbs to I'm drink. Not, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a lot of marijuanas that I won't dream. So it's Fiona who's there. She becomes the nude altar, and Carol somehow is here witnessing the entirety of this ritual from afar behind a screen. A lot of these sequences remind me of stuff that happens in Suspiria. Uh, just to let everybody know, that just kind of popped up, and I don't think Matt's seen that. So I have not seen that. We have some more Latin chanting from the defrocked priest-like guy who's running the ritual. Fiona. Fiona's legs are spread open. The priest drops his robe-like thing that he has wearing and climbs up in between her legs. That was almost like a tearaway, like, track suit like the NBA players get when they go out to play. When you're doing sex magic, you want your robes to be able to come off awfully quick. Because it looked like like he actually had a collar underneath the robe, but when it came off, it was like someone's wearing, like, a false shirt or something like that to spread all out, like uh, the naked gun. I was going to say the same thing, Leslie Nielsen's suit in the naked gun where he pulls the collar and it just That's exactly what it was like. I was like, holy crap, wow. (laughs) Well, some of us have that kind of clothing for our ritual sex. Listen, again, don't invite me over on Wednesday nights anymore. That's I'm not here thing. for that. I didn't invite you. It's not my fault you came over. Whose fault is it? I got a letter in the mail. <laughs> I didn't write it. I don't write letters. What am I, fucking 1962? Well, then get your guests underneath control because Jesus. None of them wanted you there, Matt. Well, somebody did. Fine, we were going to sacrifice you, but we all chickened out. Pussies. <laughs> That's where you're going to go with that? <laughs> you could have ended this suffering. So the priest disrobes, grabs the goblet, 
takes a sip of it, does some kind of weird thing with part of the ritual, and then jumps to also munge down on Fiona while the cult starts pairing off, also getting after it with some sex in the background. Hey, say what you want about these cultists, males, but they make sure to go down on a woman, you know, give her some moral pleasure. They're whistling in the dark. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, you know, they're not all that chauvinistic because, look, they're they're willing to make sure the woman comes first. Yeah, his tongue was like a machete going through that forest of pubic hair. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, good on them. I mean, the rest of it, they're fucked up, but good on them for that. The priest starts fucking Fiona on top of the altar, on top of her, who is also the altar in this case. And the cult watches, including Carol, watching once again from afar. This is revealed to be a satanic baptism for Robert, and that leads to our next clip. Repeat after me. I renounce my Christian baptism. I renounce it. Glory to Satan, the master of the world. Glory to Satan, the Antichrist. And now you are one of us. And now I am one of you. And now you are one of us. And now you are one of us. One of us! One of us! Uh, Yes, I pulled that clip specifically for that joke, because I am that lame. (laughs) This leads to Robert fucking Fiona as well, to the sound of bad porn music in front of everybody, while Carol watches and possibly sobbingly masturbates. That is how the music sounded. I wasn't pulling any music out of the film, I was too busy pulling something else to the sequence. Oh, no. They cut from this to Robert tries to wake up Carol, and because I'm lazy... And the last clip was only 22 seconds. That is our next clip. Hey! Come here to sleep. Come on. (sighs) Time for breakfast. What time is it? I told you, it's almost 11. Oh, Fiona's herbs are going to be the death of me. What's wrong? Aren't you feeling well? Why are you dressed? I returned from London. I spent the night in a hotel. You were in London all last night? I missed the damn train. When I called on the telephone, no one answered. I thought you might be sleeping, and I decided to spend the night in a hotel. Expensive. You could have got a taxi. It was too complicated, and I wasn't sure how to get here. It might have ended disastrously. You smell. Thank you. I'm serious. It really stinks, you know. Sulfur, that's it. What are you sniffing at? You look like a rabbit. Smelling like sulfur? The devil! Well, he was initiated into a satanic cult, Yep. and I'm willing to bet that he also did a little munching down on Fiona's crotch. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that her vagina is the pit of hell. So are you saying for the gates of hell, just the tip? Perhaps, but he was face deep in it, and so yeah. there's sulfur all over his facial uh, area that she's Well, she was sniffing. smelling his freaking shoulders. How deep was he? <laughs> Only he and Fiona know for sure. (laughs) Doctors hate him. Carol goes to shower. Fiona, the gardeners, and the rest of the cult are lounging about out in the outdoor sort of patio area. Carol comes down the stairs and descends the staircase from the ritual that we saw earlier, finding black candle wax on each of the stairs. Did you notice that? Yeah. Real subtle the way they did that. I like that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And checks a door, which is locked, obviously, because you don't want someone just strolling into your ritual chamber when you're not prepared for them to be there. Exactly. I mean, they hadn't even cleaned up from the last party yet. There's just fucking jism and used condoms everywhere. Oh, you think they're using condoms? Yes. They're yes, Satanists. They're not using condoms. <laughs> You're right. They're probably sacrificing the unborn children like the fucking hateful shit that I was taught as a kid is probably what they're doing. It's probably what they're doing, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what Satanists do. Yeah, whatever. I'm watching you. 
I'm not a Satanist. I know. I have no qualms about killing an unborn child. I, I, well, I guess, okay. <laughs> I'm pro-abortion. He's <laughs> like, you're not even pro-choice. You're pro I would like to encourage everyone to continue to have abortions. <laughs> this is why you can never run for office. No, I'm absolutely pro-choice. I think yeah. it should be someone's, yeah, choice. someone's choice. Yeah. I would just like to say that not only am I pro-choice, I would like you to choose to have abortions. Kill the babies. Yeah. That's all. Jesus, man. What? <laughs> what do you mean, what? Get back to reading the review. It's just fucking tissue that needs to be disposed of. It doesn't even have a fucking brain yet. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're just going to let me go on that, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Just sitting there like, you say that horrid shit, Court. You go ahead. <laughs> you die on this hill, man. Like, like five more listeners gone. We only have two left. <laughs> That's oh, weird. We just gained five more listeners. <laughs> I say the most horrible shit, and yet people want to listen to it. We're the shock jocks of podcasting. Yeah, right? So she goes trying to get into the room. She notices the candle wax on the stairs and then checks the door, which is definitely locked. They cut from this to Carol presented to the cult. Carol watches the cult from afar. Once again, she's very distrustful of them all, but she has no idea why. But we all happen to know that she is justifiably suspicious in this case. But I'm wondering if the drugs are like mind wiping her from what's going on or what. Or she thinks her dreams. But even if they're dreams, shouldn't her dreams be making her uncomfortable around these people anyway that she's having these kind of dreams? And that actually, that's why she is uncomfortable around them. I, I, the you, way she acts around them, she's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, later that night, Robert gets too forceful on Carol once again and just... Yeah, this is definitely rape. She seems kind of charmed at it at first, like where they have this weird... Yeah. Like non-consensual consensual thing going on where she plays it saying no, but like yeah. they already have this understanding or something about that, how that know, works. It's, it's like that, uh, uh, it's, it's like, like the rape play or something like that. People do that. Yeah, I'm not I, comfortable with that. I'm myself, not comfortable but, with it either. I don't, I don't. But like, if you have a specific phrase that's like no, I mean no to stop, you know, and that then you're comfortable with that. That's For me, it's keep going. <laughs> then don't stop. But anyway, she at first kind of somehow seems into what they're doing, but he's not satisfied with her being happy about it so he flips her over and it looks like he's doing the backdoor action yeah it looks like he's he's going she's into saying the... she doesn't like it she doesn't want him to be doing this and he calls her a brood and a bunch of other horrible things as he's essentially anally raping her yeah he's he's uh, he's raping her poop shoot I'm writing fuck you movie about four or five times yeah, here yeah fuck you movie and I'm a little pissed that I had to just write the notes to describe what it is that I had to say fuck you movie about oh uh, and especially the camera angle that zooms up on his fucking face yeah, the way that they film this too, that uh, looks like they're trying to film it as if this is okay sex. No. It's not even like when we saw horrible things like this and say like I spit on your grave. Yeah. It was not filmed to try and make it seem salacious and like a good thing that was no, happening. No, it was made it seem like it was horrific. Yeah. This film is shooting the rape sequence that we're seeing here as if it is a regular sexual encounter that's okay. Yeah. And I'm not cool with that. No, that's bad. That's a big fuck you movie. It's fuck you movie. The cutaway from this to Robert lights a cigarette for Carol, who notices Robert is now missing his crucifix. So she got over whatever it was that he was doing, and now they're like doing some post-coital cigarettes. Like pillow and, talk. Yeah. Which fuck you movie. Fuck you hard movie. This is disgusting. Go fuck yourself. He gets real salty about why his crucifix is missing and why she's asking about it. And I'm done writing about what's happening in this scene, so that's our next clip. Your crucifix? Yeah. You're right. I don't know what became of it. I must have lost it. You don't seem bothered about it. It could have fallen in the bed or in the shower. Why in the hell are you worried about it? Well, I... Sometimes you're a fucking drag. I'm sorry if that's the way you feel about it. 
Don't take it that way. So I was disagreeable. I'm sorry I got carried away. You've changed, you know. You're not the same person. It's not possible. I don't understand. What's wrong with you? It was wrong bringing you here. Robert, why don't we leave for London? You know that would offend Fiona, Carol. The hell with Fiona and all those weird foreigners. People who hang around her. They're like a bunch of vultures. They're very nice persons, Carol. Nice? You believe they're nice persons? They put me off always. Watching and so quiet. And that reverend. Every time he's around, I get nervous. Observing me as if I were naked. Maybe he likes you. Oh, no. Not bad taste, you know. When I think about him, I get nauseous. Poor man, he believes you're cute. Have you seen his fingernails? I think that one of them looks like a claw. An evil bird of prey. I don't like your teas. I don't need them, and I'm convinced they're not good for me. Dr. Gaunt recommended them, you know. I realize that, but I don't want any. Well, why don't you drink this one that I've just prepared? Well, all right, I'll drink it later. Fiona, there's a big door underneath the stairs. I suppose it's the passage to the cellar. Yes. It's closed, you know. I believe so. Is there anything in the cellar? <laughs> what a question, Carol. What you always find in cellars. Heating systems, water pipes, and old odds and ends. Why did you circle this date on the calendar? That's when autumn starts. At the beginning of every new season, I normally get together with a few friends to have a party. And by the way, you're invited to one we're having tomorrow. Aren't you dressing for dinner? Yes. What's wrong today is that people are completely crazy, inventing ailments that really don't exist. Everyone suffers from something, and in the majority of cases, it's simply psychosomatic. Our century is one of psychiatrists and psychoanalysts. But I think we should return to the olden times. We should get back to nature and eat what our great-grandparents did. Take herbs, for instance. They're much better. Some of those Satanists are very fine people, Carol. Yeah. And by the way, Carol, that long pinky nail that you were complaining about being like an animal claw, that's just his Coke spoon. Yeah, it's Coke spoon, man. I mean, you Come know. Come on. That's how he gets his Everyone Coke. He needs to get that last little bit of Coke. With his fingernail. That's how he does it. Some people don't have the car keys to get it done right quick. Are you sure you haven't done Coke? Because you know a lot about how to do Coke. What? No. Of course I've never done Coke. Come on. Really? Because you were advocating <laughs> yeah. Coke sex like a couple of months ago. Yeah. Yeah, because I love to have Coke and love to have sex on Coke because it's totally awesome. It really revs your engines up a bit more. And sometimes I take a key bump just to get me through the day. Yeah, Court, I really do that. Fucking asshole. Are you sure? Because it really sounds like you do like Coke. Oh, I don't. I've never done Coke in my entire life. Anyway, I've never done Coke. Let's move on. I've had to cut out a lot of sniffling from this episode. What? Okay, so at the end of the clip, you actually see that one of the cultists pulls out a necklace, and then they end up pulling a spell on Carol using her necklace as like their charm. To yeah, they, they had the necklace during the the goat fucking scene. Yeah, they used it then too. They cut from this to a fully nude Robert. No thank you movie, but if you're into that, then you're welcome. I guess I don't know. He's with Fiona in. Her her evening gown. She looks rather stunning in her evening gown. I'm glad we're not focusing in on Robert's nude body too much. As she steals his cigarette right out of his mouth. If you notice that, there's a lot of fucking cigarette stealing going on in this movie. Uh, they all now have each other's colds. This is like the middle cold and flu season. I'm pretty sure that after the giant orgy in the ritual chamber, they all have what everybody had. <laughs> there's no option of I'll have what she's having. It's you got whatever she had. And they're doing this after uh, a England summer or as we like to call it here at the states winter winter <laughs> 
So she steals his cigarette and then disrobes to jump on top of him and gobble down his knob as if it is a block of government cheese. Yeah. <laughs> why why is it got to be government cheese? She's going to town on gobbling him down. This sparks off yet another sex scene between Fiona and Robert. So thank you, movie, for Fiona, and no thank you for Robert. <laughs> Complete with yet another joystick joyride for Fiona. This lady really likes to not have to face Robert. And no. after seeing Robert's face, I can't say I blame yeah, her. His, his sex face was really kind of weird. His face is really kind of weird. Yeah, it's like squished. Like someone grabbed both ends of the head and just squished it down. What's really interesting about this particular sex scene, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, but they masterfully switch from Fiona on top joystick joyriding into full-fledged doggy style. Did you notice that? Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that was really smooth. I do not know how you make that switch that smoothly. Typically, it's usually a lot of entanglement and it takes a lot out. of it takes a lot of rehearsal. Yeah. A lot of trusting the partner that you're with. And if I haven't drank my water to the day, I'll definitely get a Charlie horse in my calf. You need a lot of vitamin K, I think, before then, and a little bit of potassium. Just give me a Powerade right before and I'll chug that and we'll be good. Maybe a sandwich. Yeah. They cut from this to Carol, groggy as ever, when Robert walks in and and tries to talk Carol into joining the cult, which is our pent ultimate clip. Robert. Don't be afraid of me. I'm not going to do anything. Let go of me. You're one of them. Let go of me. Everything is okay. It's okay. Carol, it's a new dimension that's unknown to us. It's marvelous. Why don't we leave? We go away from here. This is a nightmare, I think. I beg you, Robert, in the name of God. You know that God is nothing more than a metaphor, just pageantry that's slowly losing its appeal. I don't know how they've poisoned you, Robert. You've changed. No. Don't leave. Robert. I need you. You can escape from all this. You planning on going somewhere? Lee, where to? That's crazy. This bitch is in heat. I'm suffering. What are you waiting for? Fuck me now. You're drunk. I want it right now. 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 If you won't do it, Peter'll do it. Peter! Where are you going? Peter! Come here! I need to you get are. it off with you! Get over there! So that leads to another fucking rape scene, so fuck you, movie, because he's angry that his wife wants to bang anyone and anything, and he doesn't matter her, so he yeah. throws her down on the bed and tries to prove how big of a man he is by raping her. Yeah. Which she does not want, even though she said earlier that she wanted it. She changed her mind and decided she wanted Peter instead. Yeah. So he tries to dominate her with what he's doing, and that's fucking gross, so fuck you, movie. Yes. Cut away from this to Peter walks in after the guy finishes and passes out. Yep. Peter's ready to shag away, and for some odd reason, after having been sexually assaulted by her husband, the lady's right end to getting on on once again with the husband passed out right See, there. I don't know if she was sexually assaulted because it was almost like once again the movie tried to show that it turned consensual. The movie did. Well, fuck that, it that tur- even yeah. more. Yeah, fuck that even more because that's a fucked up move by the movie. Because this is how I took that scene, that it turned consensual and she was enjoying it. And then because, you know, he spouted off after... She was saying no pretty much the entire Did time. Did she? Because so, yeah. that's not what I was picking up. Yeah. I thought she was just moaning. And then when he finally um, released, she started beating on his back. She was mad because he was done already. <sighs> Whatever. The whole entire fucking Either scene way, is uncomfortable. Gross. And fuck you, movie. Yeah, and fuck you, movie. And the entire time that Peter is on top of the woman with the husband sort of passed out, but basically just spent and emotionally drained. And watching her get yeah. boned. So he's being cuck flaked. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> or whatever you want to fucking say it with your weird misogynistic horse shit. Yep. And your also toxic masculinity bullshit. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever. This whole fucking scene is just disgusting. He says something along the lines of, give it good to that bitch. Yes. While he's watching his wife have sex with a man after he definitely raped his wife, the movie's being really ambiguous about it, so fuck your movie for all of this. Yeah. And then he gets up and leaves because apparently he needs to go get the sandwich now or whatever the fuck is going on. I there. think he's just going to get drunk. Whatever. He runs into another cultist. No, it's his wife. No, he runs into another cultist off separate from this. Talks a bunch of threats about everybody and then sending them to jail. Yeah, that's his wife. His wife's still upstairs fucking Peter. No, she comes back. That's his wife. That's his wife again? Yep. I'm like face blind for this lady. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's his wife again. That's what makes that all kind of... Yeah, so he threatens to have bigger. them all sent away and taken to jail and they're going to be put into death because, you know, of all the shit that they've done and everything that he knows. All these cultists are going to go to jail. Whatever. He then runs off like a scared little boy that he pretty much is. Movie cuts from that to Carol gets out of bed. Carol spends most of the time in bed, whether it's willingly or unwillingly having sex or just sleeping off being doped up. Yep. Which may also be causing her to be unwillingly having sex while unconscious Mm -hmm. or dreaming about sex. We can't even tell. Yeah, all these things. She wanders through the hallway until said drunk guy grabs her in a very awkward and weird way. Turns out he's trying to warn her and is actually becoming somewhat of a good guy at this particular scenario because he's trying to get her out or yeah. use her to his advantage to get revenge. I can't tell what. If yeah. you've ever noticed, he was never in any of the orgy scenes. or any. So while he was married to a person a part of the coven, I don't think he ever joined himself. Yes. And that's his problem with all that. Well, dude, you could have been having all that tantric sex with all these fucking people that you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Join the cult. I guess. Anyway, he starts trying to warn Carol about what's going on and or use her as part of the cause to punish the cultists for all of his sexual frustrations, I'm guessing. I don't think, it sounds like it's really desperate when he's talking to her, so it sounds like he's actually just trying to get her to go away. But this entire discussion is our final clip. Please kill us. We're watching me. Trust Ooh. me. There's no time for explanations. Get out of here before they do the same to you as it did to your brother. Are you referring yes, to me Yes, yes, She's a witch like the rest of them. They all are. If I were you, I'd get out of here, but don't go to the police. They'd laugh. They have accomplices everywhere. I would advise the priest. He's the only one who can help you as a servant of God. Do as I say. But what about Robert? I refuse to leave him here. I believe you've lost him forever. He's one of them. Leave here while you still have time. Okay, so after this, the groundskeeper is snagged by the cult. He's stripped down, folded over a coffee table as a sword is drawn from the wall by one of the occultists. Everyone laughs at him while he is begging for his life and just to be left alone. They laugh the entire time they're stripping and humiliating him. The sword is then slowly drawn down the middle of his back and off to the side in a very sexualized manner. Yeah. It was kind of gross and you really know what they're going to do, but the movie really draws it out and makes you suffer. Yep. They slide it very slowly down his back. The sword point goes down between his ass cheeks via his ass crack at the very top. Yep. Also very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I feel very bad for this actor. Yes. 
As it is then shoved directly into his asshole while they all laugh at him, he becomes a human shish kebab. Blood starts pouring out of his mouth. And I couldn't tell. Did it look to you like they tried to do a thing where it looked like the sword came out of his mouth at the same no, time? No, no. I don't no. think they did that. It just the just, blood, the the blood, blood shot blood, out. Just he yeah. did enough damage. I wasn't looking that close and I was already like, okay, movie, it's taking forever to get there. We all know what you're going to do. Yeah, right. Still, the way that they developed the scene, it made me squeamish. You're a little me, uncomfortable. Yeah, it made me kind of like wish it was over with. So like the scene was effective. That guy doesn't have to worry about hemorrhoids anymore at least or living yeah they cut away from this to carol running through the forest to get away and pad the film yeah she ends up lost in the forest and what i want to know is how does she get lost in a landscape that she is supposedly grown up in um movie magic sure That's let's just it. say occultist magic they're yes, using satanism to, conf- they use to, this- to confound her and, and make her confused where she is they used a confundus charm they, they, it was very effective <laughs> they gave her a bunch of herbs yeah laraz is really into these weird unique herbs found upon the property anti-marijuana that people drink or consume in some way they catch her because she's only been wandering long enough to push the runtime a little bit past 80 minutes they drag her to the house they beat her a little bit and tell her she is to be satan's bride yes she is then prepped for the sabbath ritual she is also oiled up and stripped down while they are doing this and drugged yeah they move in and they drug her so at this point it's straight up lesbian and rape from here on out after she's drugged because the drugs start to take effect and it's like this weird aphrodisiac but they forced it down her throat yeah they drugged her this is not really her giving consent so there's no consent here this is fuck you movie fuck you movie fuck you fuck you they cut from this to the final ritual as the priest walks in carol is the new altar against her will once again as the ritual is prepped and begins this is where i have a real problem with the way that they're portraying the satanism because they don't do this yeah at least all the stuff that i've read tenement wise they're you know rape is a christian thing not satanism <laughs> damn dog just saying there's a lot of parts in the bible where people are told to take young girls as their wives for their prize that's true that's literally god saying and then rape them as your reward that is that is true it's in there it's in there yeah so that's why satan's like no don't do that because he is the antithesis of everything godly kind of strange how that works yeah except for you do have to still burn a lake of fire but i mean you know it's fine <laughs> Because you won't rape on command from God. No, no, no. I'd rather burn on a lake. Yo, I don't know, man. All that seems burning. I'm not going to do any of it. (laughs) The ritual begins. Carol is chanted over as the priest strips down and climbs on top of her. She is held down by her own fucking boyfriend and Fiona. Fuck you, movie. Carol is feeling as though she is burning as she is being raped. She is told it is because she is being possessed by the devil and that they are putting the devil inside of her with this while being raped the entire fucking time by the bearded priest. So fuck you once again, movie. It cuts around to various orgy scenes to charge up the chamber, I'm assuming, with sexual magic. I don't know exactly how this works. I just know enough about this stuff to be offensive to occultists, which is probably not a good stance to take. Yeah. I'm going to have a tail by the end of this review. <laughs> a rape is still happening during this actual orgy sequence. They're watching it, and that's part of what's driving them to get off. So again, fuck you, movie. Fuck you, movie. It shows Carol starting to enjoy the rape as the sensation of the possession takes her over. This is the third time they have done this in the film. Fuck you, movie. Fuck you, movie. Ugh. It fades to black from this, thankfully, and into the car, pulling up to the old house once again. It looks like we're getting a Groundhog Day moment to where we have to live this all over again. And it turns out that Carol was dreaming this in was, some way, shape, or form? It was, they, they, 
They see elsewhere to us on this one. She's been dreaming all of this the entire time. It's been this weird, fucked up, twisted, guilt-ridden dream about her brother. Yep. It was all reset back to the beginning. She starts to meet everyone in the cult once again here. But we're going to get into it once we finish this up. Is it actually a dream or was it a premonition? Either way, before you can decide, it's the end of the movie. All right, now that's the part I'd like to actually get into. All right. Does it feel to you that the way that they start introducing the cult members at the end there, that it's like, it's a premonition dream that she had it there, that this could happen if she doesn't run away very quickly? Yes, it could be a premonition. And I, though I thought premonition until you said guilt dream. And with her not having talked to her brother in a year, and if her brother succumbed, like, no, there's no Satanism, no nothing weird. Her brother just succumbed to substance abuse. His own alcoholism. His own alcoholism. Surrender to his own demons. Yep. And she had not talked to him for a full year, as she said in her dream. Yep. And now he's dead. There's uh-huh. got to be huge amounts of guilt for that, which can cause a whole bunch of fucked up dreams. And is part of that guilt due to something having to do with some kind of weird relationship dynamic between the two of them where she's dreaming because about their fucking Because their parents died when they were young. Is there some turn of the screw kind of thing going on in this place? Probably. I mean, I think there's a lot of, she's got a lot of problems. <laughs> and and I think he did too. And obviously he his problems uh, took him. See, there are and these flowers kind of, and they were in the attic. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I think she, yeah, I, I'm kind of, just, I didn't even think of it until you just said it. Yeah. I think it was all guilt dream because she had a brother whom they had maybe not a completely inappropriate relationship, but kind of a weird one because their parents both died. Well, and if they were in this vast estate in the middle of nowhere yeah. by themselves, they're going to start having weird sexual desires that they don't have anywhere else to point it, but it's, at each other in some especially way. Especially if probably like the only people raising them were like the help. You know what I mean? The staff. The staff. The help has a very negative connotation. It's go. classist. The I don't like it. The staff yeah. was there to raise them. Whoever it was that's taking care of them. That yes. They were the wards of. Yeah. But probably not any kind of real parental guidance on anything. So, yeah. no, I I think you're, you had it right on there. I think it was like a real guilt dream because then she probably lost. She probably started dating her new boyfriend. Uh-huh. And that's what initially, and that's probably why he gets involved in all this, because that's probably what started her not contacting her brother for a whole year uh-huh. while he dealt, while he was dealing with substance abuse that she couldn't handle herself. So Carol dreams a lot about a bunch of weird sexual things including not only the rape of herself but people she's never even met yes and like who besides me dreams of goat fucking going on well it's a whole big world out there court i know there's a lot of people just as fucked up as you people have some really fucked up dreams though yeah i just say the shit that comes to my mind right as i say it there's no subtext with me yeah i've known plenty of authors they all use subtext (laughs) they're fucking cowards man (laughs) (laughs) there's just text with me <laughs> just hammering it all over you. Yes, it's just right there in your just face right and just there. waving just it and spraying like a fucking sprinkler all over your face. <laughs> not, not even subtle. There's yeah. no subtleness with you. The problems that I have with the movie, now, if it is supposed to be this weird, like, feverish guilt dream, then I can see why it has all these negative connotations to the sex because there's probably guilt for the sex that she's having with this seminary guy. What I like also to kind of interpret it as, and what I was kind of playing the thought experiment as, is it's this weird premonition warning that maybe, like, her brother's spirit gave to her that, you know, he actually did die by some weird black magic ritual. Oh, maybe. Because, like, we know we see him die because of the voodoo doll at the beginning but then Carol falls asleep on the way from the airport That's true. so the it could be a, yeah, well, it could knows? be a premonition too yeah yeah. because we don't know that the voodoo doll can't be a part of her dream because we see her walking around no. awake in the airport 
Unless the entire thing is a dream and she dreamt about the airport trip as well. Yeah, yeah. Everything was a dream and the only thing that wasn't yeah. is when she woke up in the car. So there's some stuff that's like for, it's supposed to be, it's like a softcore porn film, but yeah. so for that, but there's still some like things that you can kind of sink your teeth into. Yeah, there's some things you can ask Intellectually and, and think about yeah. more than just watching muff diving and, and penis gobbling and, yeah. and, and boobs shaking around and reverse yeah. cowgirl and joystick joyrides. Yeah, there's no scissoring, but it's all right. I know you're so disappointed in this. Like you were hoping for an entire season of movie reviews where it's just constant scissoring. No, I know because you know, scissoring is a fairly new thing. It's not like, you know, it's going to be in a lot of older movies, <laughs> but if it shows up, you're going to be so excited. If it shows up, I will, I will masturbate right here. <laughs> No, you won't. That's disgusting. You're right. I don't I'll have the splash cards installed yet. Okay, I'll wait until you do. <laughs> we won't be covering a movie like that until we do. I think we've pretty... There's not much more to analyze about this There really this. isn't. I mean, the rest of it is just, it's a softcore porn. It was yeah. a, a reason to have a softcore porn movie We've made, seen but, plenty of them that are like this on Skinamax late at night where it's like fever dreamish kind yeah. of stuff so they can do the soft lens lighting and all this weird stuff and they don't have to really come up with a plot. Yeah. This has a lot more plot than what I'm used to for this kind of fever dream softcore porn. Yeah, it had a Way, way more plot, but it was, uh, it was still more moaning than it was dialogue. And a lot more rape than there really should be in a fucking softcore porn film. Yes. Or actual porn film. Yes. Or any sex at all. Yes. So, overall... Not sure I really enjoyed this film. Yeah. It kind of is a little... Of the two that we've watched, it's definitely the bottom of the pile. Yeah. I want to see other LaRoz stuff. This is like one of his later movies. This is like 1980 that this got released, kind of. And he's had plenty of films before this that yeah. were like Symptoms was like one of his like second or third or something like mm -hmm. that. So I want to see some of the other films before I finally make a final judgment. But you definitely see things in his career at the beginning with Symptoms that are here in this film with the herbs and the weird mixtures that kind of create this haze-like thing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that stuff is interesting and everything, but mm -hmm. that's literally the last thing I have to say. <laughs> so we're going to take another break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast that probably doesn't mind following directly after our weird-ass synopsis here of the film. Right. We're going to have a little bit of music that is befitting of Black Candles. When we come back, we're going to have some PSYOP news. Hey, Paul, what I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just, I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. I want to put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and, but well, I don't know, that might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks. And, yeah. And, yeah. Well, what about, I like it. Maybe instead of, you know, doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think, I, I mean, I, we might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just, sure. just all kinds of actors and and I think people will do that I think sure why not well you know I don't know maybe we're overthinking this whole thing how about if we just tell people where to find us I like that you can find us at who will survive on iTunes Stitcher on the Legion podcast network and on the raw live and unedited podcasting network also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name oh wait can we do it underwater oh, with piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool
fucking King Diamond singing for Merciful Fate with Black Masses. I do believe that's from the Melissa album. Nice. Yeah. Man, that guy hits a fucking range of shit that I can't even do vocally. <laughs> it's got like an eight octave voice. It's amazing the stuff that man can do. Whether you're into the high pitch singing or not does not yeah. fucking matter. You have to respect his ability. That's awesome. And like at his age, I think he's still going, man. Like this, nice. this band was from like the 80s. Oh, yeah. He's still going into his like late 60s and he can still hit those fucking notes. It's amazing. Nice. You know what is not amazing though? What's that? Give me some Psyops. Man given bionic penis went into five day coma a week after having sex for the first time. I've had seven dicks inside of me. How does that have to do with his bionic penis? I don't know. A man who was born without a penis has spent five days in a coma when he collapsed a week after having sex for the first time since getting his uh, bionic penis. I'm in too much shock to play a kip here at all for any yeah. of this. Uh, he was born without a penis. Yeah, we're going to get there. That is really fucking unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that guy Decker from fucking Ghostbusters. Right? <laughs> Andrew Wardo, 45, underwent an intensive 10-hour operation to fit the 50,000 lira bionic penis. Which, and we're back to dicks. Exactly, which he has described as ridiculously big. The Don't threaten to cut off my cock for $60. <laughs> okay, if you're going to get a bionic penis... Why not make? Why not go big? Right. Uh, the caterer from you tell we're Americans. Yeah. Go big or go home. My dick and balls are worth a lot more than sixty dollars. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. But, but, but it's not worth fifty thousand lira. Um, I believe mine is worth that much, if not more. Really? Particularly if I could refer to it as ridiculously big after <laughs> they did that improvement. The caterer from Greater Manchester said he and his girlfriend, Federa Fabian, are delighted with the results of his major surgery at London's University Hospital. He had a girlfriend before he had a penis. Yeah. This guy is, like, so much more talented than me. Yeah, imagine the kind of game you got to spit for that. <laughs> right? I was born without it, so it's going to be all about you for a while. That's all he has <laughs> yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, that's really it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to I'm worry gonna, about I'm going to back up my previous statement because now that I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah, about yeah, it, it's, not that hard. it's all about her because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he doesn't have anything to please. Yep. Uh, let's see here. But she, however, she found him collapsed on the floor and took him to the hospital where he was unconscious for five days. Because of a bionic penis. That's just not worth it. This it's, is like traces of death fucked to porno. Publicist, or Tietzo the Iron Man or something. Right. Publicist Barry Tomes told Mail Online he had a fever for, day, uh, for days and was vomiting. They thought he had a neurovirus. I have um, the most confused direction right now. Uh, he was supposed to be catching a train down to London to do an interview that morning, but Federa rang to say she had found him unconscious. She was terrified. She has no family here to rely on. They spent the next five days in limbo, and he was so ill they couldn't even do any scans. They even tested for pancreatic cancer, but thankfully it wasn't it. It's going <laughs> to cost you some serious cock. Especially if it's the bionic cock that's causing your problem. It's been quite terrifying. Their biggest uh, worry was the damage they had been caused by having sex. All kinds of things you don't want on your dick. But oh, in the end, it, but yeah, right. <laughs> but in the end, it was a gallbladder issue. He was having a keyhole surgery on his gallbladder this afternoon. It always comes back to dick. So his dick's okay. It was his gallbladder that uh, gave out. Yes, Andrew was born uh, with a bladder extrophy, a rare birth defect that meant he was born with testicles but no penis. It's micro penis time. Drop the humongous ball. Reminds <laughs> 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 me of the David Tell joke: If a guy has no dick but three balls that can juggle, do you fuck? 
welcome for the story. It's micro penis time. Jump the humongous ball. See here. Safe sex with a dead thing. Countdown to Bukaki. Uh, bladder extrophy typically affects one in every 40,000 bursts. But he must have case, an incredibly long penis. Of well, heavy, now they yeah. put a bionic one on him. Of having no organ at all is said to only affect one in around 20 million people. And Satan's cock. So this particular disorder can cause it's micro penis time. Yes, or no penis time. <laughs> uh, there was no uh, there was no other road for me to go down, so I thought instead of telling one person at a time, I'd just tell everyone at once, he said on his uh, when he went on a morning show to talk to people about his condition. Wow, man, yeah. that's, that's fucking brave. This yeah, horse right? sex is a thing. Thank you, Thank, Dave. Thanks, Dave. I, I guess uh, that's what the guy's into now that he has the bionic cock. Uh, yeah, now that he's undergone surgery, he says he's excited for the future with Videra, uh, including having children. He had to walk around with an erection for 10 days. <laughs> I got nothing on that. And had to wait six weeks before having sex. But Andrew, who uses a button in his groin to inflate the organ, told the son his life is now back on track. Get a, get a button. Okay, I'm back to being jealous of this guy. <laughs> All right. He can just inflate it anytime he wants. He told the son, is uh, he's speaking about losing his virginity. Andrew said, it's fantastic. After all, for Dara and I have been through, it's the cherry on the cake, he said. Literally the cherry. Yeah, right. Fredera <laughs> had booked a romantic trip to Amsterdam for my birthday, but I felt that that would have been too much pressure. Afraid of vaginas? I had to test out the function every morning and night and leave it erect for 20 minutes. That or they just had a bukkake mouth party. So one morning, two days before we went away, it just happened. It was nice and natural, and that's how I wanted it to be. A girl gets terrified enough. The only thing that's going to solve that is a cock. Yeah, hey, bro, well, I can't get it up. Especially a bionic one. Gotta love a girl who can take a punch. Do you think it makes the, like, the bionic man noise when he does it? <laughs> Dude, if I had a bionic <laughs> cock, it fucking better know, make that right? noise as it gets too messing. <laughs> uh, and that uh, surgeons use muscle, nerves, and skin from Andrew's arm to create the penis in the pioneering operation. Wait, if they can do that for his, can they make mine like even more girthier with like taking muscle out of my arm and stuff? I'm sure it's going to be very expensive. I think 50,000 lira would be worth it. Yeah, I bet it would be more for you. <laughs> you think they have more to build off of me? <laughs> I actually have a penis that they can build off of. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's more expensive. They they, that's going to be the problem. They have to cut that one off. Addition? No, they're not cut it off. Just extend what's no, there. I don't think they could do the extending. It's I either. They can. I think they just have to put a whole new one on. I don't think I want that. Oh, well, then see, there you go. But it's definitely not going to be sixty bucks because don't threaten to cut off my cock for sixty dollars. <laughs> Andrew thanks surgeon David Ralph for giving him a chance at a future. I'm just looking forward to having a fresh start. No, he's looking forward to shoot some fucking ropes. Yeah, right. It's like I've been through a war and I'm just healing and getting my head straight. He said there are some guys that came back for war with a very similar wound. Yeah, right. I owe it to my amazing surgeons to go out and enjoy my life. I want to thank everyone past and present in the NHS who has got me to this point in my life. I would not be here without you today. And there's a lot of weighing around. Yeah, that's self-inflating. Right. Damn. <laughs> and we're back to dicks. Right? <laughs> a bionic dick that gets hard by the push of a button. I know. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the sound. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a hard sound to get a hold of. It's literally a hard sound in this case. <laughs> or just do this. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my penis has been missing is sound effects. Say, same here, same here. I should be able to whip it out and just have that like sound of like that angelic. Oh, <laughs> like the chorus. All he sings. presses the button. It sounds like that slide whistle. <laughs> he presses it to collapse. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we're making light of a very serious situation. But like, I'm actually very proud of that man for being that brave and coming out and telling his story. And hopefully if there's some other kids out there that are suffering from the same thing, that they, um, they see that there's they, hope for them. Yeah, right. Or you 50,000 lira worth yeah. of hope, but you press the button. 500,000. You press the button, it's just Captain Picard, engage. <laughs> No, I don't think that works. Work factor nine. <laughs> Captain Picard giving orders is a boner killer for like 97% of the populace. Really? Yeah. Damn. You're, you're probably the only one that like gets turned on by Picard. I don't, I think that's wrong. <laughs> I think that's very wrong. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll ask the audience when we close out the show. Right, Are right. we just going to make it a lean news yeah, night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went way longer on this movie than I was expecting. Well, so. that and also, I mean, how do you follow up? How do you like go up after Bionic Dick story? Yeah, there's really nothing to follow up Bionic dick story no, no. yeah yeah. That's true. You just... Well, we're going to play a promo for another podcast that really wishes they didn't have to follow a bionic dick story because <laughs> there's no way to follow that up. There's no way to follow that. We're going to have a little bit more music that's befitting of Black Candles. And when we come back, we will close out this really weird, awkward bionic penis show. This is not a test. This is the Psychosemantic Podcast. Announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. A few days ago, I called the news the enemy of the people, and they are. They are the enemy of the people. We have Ben Jacobs, that's the guardian reporter, body slammed tonight by the Republican candidate Greg Forte. Living with a six-year-old. Being rushed this fast makes me nervous. That is one big pile of shit. Well, then you two learned a very important lesson today. Cops don't help. It's a train! Now is not the time for fear. That comes later. Can you fly, Bobby? In the 20th century, the Senate voted on seven Supreme Court nominees during election years, and it approved all but one. So just to, just to put a button on this, are you ruling it out 100%? Yeah. Are you crazy? Is that your problem? Politics, movies, political movies. The Psychosemantic Podcast. Better known as the Psychosemanticast. He did what we all must
we're gonna come into the coven. I don't know if that's metaphorical, literal, sexual, what all's going on, but we're supposed to be meeting it's, the high priestess for all of that. It's D, all of the above. <laughs> I think we got very probative and penetrative into this movie, Matt. Yes. And unlike the things that happened in this movie for the bulk of it, it was very consensual. Everything was consensual. Everything was above board. We bought the, the fucking movie breakfast after we were done with it. Yeah. We sent it cab fare to send it home when we not were just, done with breakfast. Not just, any, not just any breakfast. We got it brunch, which means we slept in late, got it some Eggs Benny with that really good shit on it. And we also made sure that it had plenty of mimosas so that it could wash the, our taste out of its mouth. Yes, because who would want that? <laughs> no one. I know. And we have to pay for this very expensive brunch that we bought for this film, so we need you to support the show while you support the show with our Teespring site, which is definitely a fucking ghost town. Yeah. No one's even looked at it lately. Yeah. Teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash cinema dash psyops. I'm thinking about just dropping the price down to like the bare minimum. Like I have it at the bare minimum that it will let me do, but I think if I just make it even cheaper just so people can get the gear, like at least people can get gear then. Yeah. If I do that, I'll let you folks know because it seems like nobody else gives a fuck about it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag jaded podcaster. Yeah, uh, probably. We are available on Legion Podcast Network, and I would just like to state, dropping character 100%, I am a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. I'm very proud to be a part of a very inclusive and wonderful network of people who are supportive of each other, and I am glad that we are a part of that more so now than I have ever been because of some of the things that have been transpiring in the news and some stuff that has come up uh. that I'm part of a group that is that inclusive and I know that we have a safe place to call home. Yeah. Because while we're a bunch of twisted fucking weirdos over here on this show, yes. we're all about the consent. Yes. And I don't have to worry about having to argue with a rape apologist on this network. No, you do not. Not in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. Because it will be nipped in the bud. Yes. And I'm very bud. proud of that. Yeah, I said bud. It will be consensually nipped in the bud. This is legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. We have a Facebook group where you can join up the group, post your alternative photography, your weird fucking memes. Basically, make us laugh in some way, shape, or form. Make other people in the group laugh. Keep it relatively close to interests that are in the group if you want. But if not, the group will let you know if they like it or not by ignoring it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like they do with us now, man. <sighs> Cinema PsyOps on Facebook. Just search out the groups. I am on Facebook. Court PsyOps. Still got the cat with the shotgun pointing at the mouse hole. It's splattered with blood. Yep. It's the most adorable thing I've ever seen, and I won't get rid of it. Yeah, that's right. It's like everything I love. Cats, violence, yeah. and blood. Yeah, right? Matt, everything. Matt's still on Facebook with that same old tired-ass plank that says brutal. Yep. You'll find him there. Yep. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Send him some news articles directly there, and he'll be more likely to read those. Yes. You can email feedback Back to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Go ahead and argue with them about how you're okay with rape apologists if you feel like it, but oh, I that's wouldn't mute. I wouldn't suggest doing that. That's so moot. I, I would not do that. You can find us on Twitter where you can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats. I'm at court underscore psyop, and Matt is at psyop Matt. Send us your alters. <laughs> uh, alters as an alter personalities? Are you asking people who are DID to come out to you? No. Okay. Well, like, like, you know how they made the women the, the naked. You yeah. want photos of naked ladies? 
ladies laying on their backs. Yes. Why don't you just say that? Well, because I thought I'd like try to incorporate it to the movie we watched tonight. Send us your favorite shots of Helga Linnae laying on her back nude. All right, there you go. <laughs> there you go. God damn. Yeah, and by the way, the, the cam girls thing has gotten under control now. Is, the, is that? Yeah, yeah I is modified that... my crowdfire settings, so it's, good. It's, it's less. No, that's good. I was getting some weird stuff in my DMs that even yeah. I was kind of like, whoa, ladies. Oh, hey. Yeah, so be careful with the crowdfire and yeah. how you set that up, folks, because you'll get some weird shit. Yeah, you'll be like, hey, whoa, that's a little too much screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop. Matt, I would like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to this episode. I'm grateful for each and every one of you, especially in these dark and twisted fucking times. Kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Yeah.